Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that doesn't Donald duck it when fighting Chechen hitmen in a bathhouse. Here are two guys that are grateful they are not watching Raging Bull, Matt and Doug. That, that is true. That is, that is very, very true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How's it going? It's going. It's Matt. It's Doug. Doug. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, last week was... Uh, Last week I've done last week. I've done I've done everything in my power to forget that movie. And, and you know, it, it showed on the the podcast, and it wasn't it wasn't terrible, but you could tell. I, I at least I know on my my side, I was just trying to motor through that uh-huh. thing. Keep it, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. Yeah, we're not spending a lot of time fucking around on anything. So, yeah, ready to jump into it? I am. And now. It's time for podcast housekeeping. So, with the open, I don't know if you caught that. What the, what that was referencing to? Eastern promises. Eastern promises, not Western promises. And I was shocked that I found that clip completely unedited on YouTube, and I had to watch it twice just to make sure. <laughs> it's an old joke. It's an old joke. Usually say three times, but yeah, it's an, okay. old, it's an old joke. Yeah. All right. So Terminator movies, you were correct. There have been six, T, T2, T3, Salvation, Genesis, and Dark Fate. Yeah. We finished watching T3, and the consensus was meh. And then I think T, the next one with Christian Bale is a continuation of that one, but then I think the next two pretend like those two don't even exist. Yeah, I believe you are correct. And actually, so T3, I I thought it was okay, but I thought the ending kind of made it a better film than the rest of it was. The fact that they actually had Judgment Day, spoiler yeah. alert. Uh-huh. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um the Sound of a Week from last week, The uh-huh. Abyss? Yes. I, I and I, I'm I'm going to say the same thing that you always say. I always forget that that's an 80s movie. <laughs> It doesn't seem like an 80s movie, does it? Well, Cameron, you know, puts out a film every seven years. Yeah. So it, and I think he had, that would have been his last 80s film, because I think the next film he had after that was True Lies, and I think that's 93. I thought T2 came out after The Abyss. Oh, yeah, you are you are right, because The Abyss, actually, you're, you're correct, because The Abyss was kind of like the progenitor for some of the mm-hmm. CGI effects that they used for, mm-hmm. the, for the T-1000. Yes. Uh, okay. The the black woman that was Jack Black's wife or girlfriend in <laughs> Mandalorian. Lizzo. It's Lizzo, yes. yes. Who did I say? Queen Latifah? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I do not remember. Um, we never circled back to the talking about skydiving and about, you know, that you and your son are going to go skydiving. We're going to go skydiving. I mean, I don't know what else there is. Are you doing? Know. Are you doing a tandem? Yeah, you have to uh, unless you do well, like a I'm, bunch of. I'm just really surprised that Jen greenlighted that, considering that like it has a failure rate of like 28. <laughs> percent I was shocked. Let's, uh, cut out this part of the podcast. <laughs> when did I gaslight you? You didn't. Well, I got a text from you saying, "Yeah, you 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 guessed." Be, when you th- when, be, during the the part where Joe Pesci is beating the guy's head in a, in the door of a cab, uh-huh. and I said, "I said, oh, you, you you didn't talk about that," and you're like, "Yeah, I did," 
And I, and I was like, no, he didn't. And then I went back and listened to it. And yeah, you did. It's the thing that connects the velvet ropes. It's a stanchion. Stanchion. Okay. And he hits him with one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That fuck, that would fuck somebody up. And then he's slamming his head in a car door. Isn't, isn't that what it? Yeah. I have that whole thing. It was in, it was my Doug doesn't listen clip. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And that's all I got. Okay. I got nothing else for housekeeping. Uh, Jen said, I do have a good ass. Uh, but, okay. But, I, but I'm putting on weight. So. All right. <laughs> take the good. Now, take I'm the have, now I'm going to have to check it out next time I see you. I'll just be clenching, walking out to the, the two-holer. Uh, the WBA, WBC, and ABA are boxing associations. There's actually four boxing associations, but they all started after the fight that Jake LaMotta threw. Okay. On the waterfront cast, uh, Carl Malden plays Father Barry, not Brando's brother. Do you know who Brando's brother is played by? Richard Winmark. No, but he comes up. Um, no, Rod Steiger. Oh, all right. How does Richard Winmark come up? He just does. Maybe okay. not today, but sometime in the future. I just know I've seen that recently in something, and I oh. don't even know where. Okay, the secretary from Secret of My Success was in the Seinfeld episode called The Boyfriend, mm-hmm. which had the magic spitter, and do you know who was a guest star? Um, Keith Hernandez. Yes, that's correct. And last week, even though last week was one of our shortest podcasts ever, I said it was the most notes I've ever had for a podcast. Really? Uh, this week's notes, 1,600 words shorter than last okay. week. All right. And I'm pretty sure this podcast will be longer. I think so. Okay. So moving on to... Oh, I, I had no waffle last week? No. No. Oh, how about that? But there will be a waffle Ooh, later. Better. Was it Doug or Max? Okay, the first one is you, and sometimes I hate it when you're correct, even if you get the impression wrong. Is that IG-11? No, Mando, it's IG-12. What did you do to IG-11? Oh, no, that's IG-12 now. Do you like him? Do you like him? <laughs> uh, the next one is is weird because I could not find what I was looking for because I was looking for you doing an impression of somebody. I could not find I, I couldn't find the person that you were doing the impression of. However, I found somebody doing an impression of the person you did an impression of. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> who did the impression? Uh, I was on is on Jimmy Fallon. Oh, and, and it was uh, the guy from Mad Men. Oh, the guy oh, with the huge uh, hog. The huge hog. Oh, um, John Ham. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that was Ray Romano, by the way. Yes, I know, but I could not find just Ray Romano doing. Err, you know, I could Err, not find that. Uh, the Deborah. next one. <laughs> that is probably easier. The next one is also you. <laughs> Oh, he doesn't say live. He says, fight, 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 fight right so, now. Do it. So you even corrected yourself and still didn't get it right. <laughs> right. Uh, the, the next one is both of us. Good times in, in Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland. Fun times in Cleveland today. Cleveland. I'm going to give myself that one because my little bit was better than your longer. Bit. Yes. Uh, the next one was actually a request that you made of me. 
uh, which I complied with. And I, there's got to be a better one of this, but this is the closest I could find. Eh, a little bit, a little bit. No, 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 no. You, you insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. No, I didn't Sorry. insult him. I didn't insult insulted him. him a little bit. <laughs> okay. Okay, and the next one is both of us. This one, this one kind of hurts, too. Here. This is not too bad. This is not too bad. Once again, I will take that one. <laughs> uh, the next one is you, and it's actually pretty good. <laughs> I can't believe I did it. <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell where your clip ended and when the movie clip started. Uh, the next one is me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nope. No. And then the last one is you. I'm struggling. About the team struggling. (laughs) Call it a draw again. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Time to move on. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, man, what's new now? What's fucking new now? Nothing big or major, but I got a bunch of just little stuff. So in the car, my son says, hey, have you ever heard this song, Dad? Oh, that would be your your song one, I'm assuming. Yes. <laughs> okay. And I said, "Well, son, let me tell you where I've heard that song on Fridays and Saturday nights on PBS at 10 p.m. An English fellow came out, and they usually play that song with the with the film sped up a little bit, doing some very naughty things." chasing around some some females in bikinis dressed up as like an English Bobby police officer. I thought you were going to say it. you heard it when you were watching um, the Obi-Wan series or Kenobi. Oh, no, no. I had to, so I had to tell him about Benny Hill okay. on PBS. And then uh, I joined the Facebook class action suit. So what is that netting you about $2? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I didn't read the fine print. I mean, as far as I know, it could be like a contract that I'm I'm giving my life away for a billion years, like Scientologists do. Sure. Uh, I was at a customer's house, and I came upstairs, and there sat in the most pristine condition uh, a G.I. Joe Sky Striker from 1983 and a G.I. Joe Tomahawk helicopter from 1986. And then a bunch, I could see that like in this clear Rubbermaid bin, I'm like, all these figures and stuff like that. So I went to her and I'm like, so I got to ask, you got to tell me about the G.I. Joe toys. She's like, oh, those belong to my nephew and his mother didn't want to hold them anymore. So she gave them to me and I let my grandkids play with them. And I was like, oh, (laughs) what are you doing? What are you doing? No, you don't play with those. And I had to tell her about the, the blades that go with the tomahawk helicopter that you have to be really careful because they break easily and yeah it, it was like dick in um oh what was the movie high fidelity when he's ripping on john cusack about the way he's stacking, stacking his records records yeah yes uh, you really don't want to play with the toys that way you got to be extra careful so i thought you were going to give her a box of wine and some some turkey <laughs> there you go go get him, joe uh <laughs> Do you remember ever, I don't know if you ever did this, you may have been in the car with somebody who did this, giving somebody a free ride to Pewaukee? Mm. You're on I-94 and Highway 16 was an exit only. You would get off at the exit from Highway, 
160 it was the old highway 164 and then you'd be going west and you'd have to merge to the left to get into the, on the freeway otherwise you would just continue on the exit only to highway 16 and if you were savvy and had a large 1983 diesel suburban you would just ride along that person <laughs> so they couldn't get over and, and we called it giving them a free ride to pewaukee no 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 that's you were not- never you were never in the car we used to do it all the time that reminds me of I, I and I, don't, I think it must have been someone with with your crew because it was Matt Hall games mm-hmm. and we were going to Summerfest and we were going up ninety four and it was people were just dragging on I ninety four and I was a passenger like, oh god fucking idiots and that was the first time I ever heard Matt Hall games okay but no I have never done the free trip to all right <laughs> to all right and, and then I read an article this week that. Um, Al, an interview with Al Pacino, how he said he was offered so much money to do the role of Han Solo, and he turned it down, and he's like, I probably gave Han Solo his career, or Harrison Ford his career. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? No, I did not. What a bu- That's not true. They didn't have that kind of money to throw at Al Pacino. No, I mean, no, and honestly, Pacino, I would be surprised if he would have even been in consideration, because... If if you look at it, the only people that were known finger quote quantities at that time were all like the old Hammer actors, because Ham- Hammer, Hammer from Hammer films. What are Hammer films? Uh, they're English horror films. Oh, so Peter Cushing. Well, well, I mean, Sir Al Guinness was not in Hammer films. Well, wasn't he? Well, English no. still English though. But I mean, they did not. Mm-hmm. They did not have any plans for any of the the main characters to be right. known people. And they didn't have the budget for it either. No, I know. I think he's full of shit. This one goes there. That one goes there. hoo <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't figure out a great ass thing. <laughs> Got a great ass. <laughs> uh, and then the, the news broke about Aaron Rodgers. Yes, that's in my notes. How do you feel about that? Relieved. I Did honestly, you're... I was ready for it to be over a couple seasons ago. Yeah. Did you read his Instagram post? The one to the Packer fans? Yes. Yes, I did. I, I was unmoved by that. That did nothing for me. That was that was more of a, he did that for himself. Oh, it, it's, yeah, it was a kind of a PR move for himself in a way. Right. And then he shows up today, or was it yesterday? It was yesterday to the, the Jets press conference, all clean shaven and a, and a nice haircut, whereas, you know, like last year, he was, you know, the last two years with his hair, yurt man, doing ayahuasca with his stupid man bun. And he's all clean shaven. And did you hear his explanation as to why um, he never talked to the Packers? No, the only thing I heard was he said something. I, I'm really looking forward to an organization that's committed to winning or something like that. Okay. Well, he they somebody asked him, said, hey, you know, Brian Gutenkust the Packers GM said he tried contacting you. He goes, well, you know, I'm really blessed to live in this amazing house and, and you know, the Wi-Fi isn't great and the phone service isn't that great. So, you know, I don't get phone calls. If, if you want to reach out to me, you have to FaceTime me. What a douche. <laughs> <laughs> and it, when, cause I think that broke on Monday, some sometime midday, I actually found out about it when I, after I got home on Monday. All right. And the next day when I was at work, somebody was asking me how I, how I felt. And I didn't, it didn't 
click in my head what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then what, what, oh, about Aaron Rodgers. And it's like, yeah, I'm fine. I, I, I'm ready for the next phase, whatever the, the next phase happens to be. Do I think the Packers are going to be great this year? No. But I'm looking forward to see what the future holds for them. Yeah, and you know what? I'm really sick of the argument of, oh, they've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks for the last 30 years, and they've only won two Super Bowls. It's like, yeah, but they've been to a gazillion, you know, NFC championship games. And guess what? You've had four different GMs. Winning a Super Bowl is not easy. You know, the Patriots are the exception. They are not the rule. Name me another team that has had that kind of success. The Chiefs? You can't. I think that comes down to coaching also and, and some of the personnel moves that they've made. So, but I mean, okay. So two Super Bowls in what Mahomes has been there for four years. He's been to four. He's AFC been to three Super Bowls. He's been to, Oh, he's been to three C. That's right. He has been to three Super Bowls, hasn't he? He's been in the AFC championship every year that he's been a starting quarterback. Yeah. Okay. All right. So well, still not to the level of the, sure. of the Patriots. Not yet. But, Not yet. It's that's that's a high bar to set. But I and I was asked if I was going to be a, a Jets fan or if I was going to watch the Jets this year, and I said no, I'm not. And I did when Favre went to the Jets. And I, I honestly, I said, and maybe this makes me a bad person. I hope the Jets stink on ice, and that actually hurts the Packers if they do because their draft pick is somewhat dependent. I, I think they definitely will get the 65% that it needs to be in order to upgrade next year's pick to a first round pick. Yeah. There's no way there's no way they would sit Rogers. They can't paying that kind of money and giving up that type of draft capital. There's no way they're going to sit him. Yeah. But his, uh, his cap hit next year is 70 million. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they might just release him. Well, if they release him, they still still get the cap. I mean, he might redo his contract. I don't know, but he said he plans on being there for several years. So yeah, I doubt that, but he's 39. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's going to have the Favre experience that he that he did in Minnesota. One great year and then a, a, a sucky year and then he'll quit. So, uh and then at our local school board meeting earlier this week, which I was not able to attend, but I did did send you a picture of uh friend of show Dan in the background and what was being held in front of friend of show Dan. I, it looked like a dildo. <laughs> it was it was some um, sex aids from that uh, some crazy lady from a right wing organization came, busted into the into the meeting. She doesn't even live in in the community that we're at, and she because they are censoring a school board member because he was using the dreaded c word on social media, referring to other people in the profession. What and conservative. Uh, yeah, he's a conservative and he was, he no, was I'm saying, is that the C word or was he no. just saying cunt? <laughs> he was actually saying cunt okay. or he, he, or he said, see you next Tuesday okay. on social media. And he's been saying some other stuff like, man, she must be off her meds and boy, those, those people are wackadoos and that sort of thing. And, you know, and there were a big portion of the community was like, he needs to resign. And, um, some people are like, oh, it's his freedom of speech. And it's like, well, yeah, you're, you're free to say it. It doesn't mean it's okay to say it. I you're mean, not free of I, consequences. If I were to say something like that and somebody were to take a screenshot of it and send it to my boss, if I worked in the real world, I don't. I work in Doug's fantasy land. Right. Yeah. I could probably get, I could get terminated for that. So, uh, but then this lady was like, 
pissing and moaning like if we get rid of him then you're gonna have to worry about what's going on in this other school district which borders milwaukee city of milwaukee and they're giving these out to eighth graders and i think what they really are it's like a wooden dildo that hey this is how you put a condom on yeah so um but yeah she was laughed out of the building basically but uh you know i've got some friends that of course we're on a text thread and and they're texting me and and um they're just it's all or nothing with some of these people it's it's i cannot and some of my friends it's like i can't be friends with those people and it's like why not it's you know condemn the ideology that you don't care for don't condemn the person that's ridiculous that's stupid yeah so i i agree and i think that i so many times i've seen people well if if you don't believe this or if you believe this, you're not my friend, unfollow me, whatever. Or yeah. my, my favorite was, how, how dare you post this on my timeline? It's like, well, what they're posting is actually true. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, it doesn't matter. It's my timelines. Like, yeah, but yeah. it's the, the truth. I was, right. I was looking for the Dirty Randy clip and I couldn't find it. <laughs> oh. But. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's really it. Nothing that's about the Bucks. I don't know. Yeah, I really don't care. Okay. Doesn't affect me the way. I mean, it's even, even Packers. It's, I remember 10, 15 years ago being so emotionally attached and charged by wins and losses. And now it's just kind of like, eh, it's, it's entertainment. It's, that's all it is. It's a horrible investment of your time. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, no, I really don't care about the Bucks. I mean, if, if they won, great, but I don't think I have a single Bucks shirt or hat or anything like that i just don't care and yeah i have packer stuff i never wear it i wear i'm probably wearing a packer hat right now Mm. uh so because of some stuff that'll come up later and because we're doing this on thursday so happy thursday everybody hey how about that uh and we did the podcast last week on thursday too i believe as well okay and on saturday i had all of the clips for this week done and you sent me a thing saying is that the earliest you've ever been done mm-hmm. i have all of the clips the board set up everything ready for next week's podcast already oh all right <laughs> great i'm waiting on is is your clips and anything that which comes I, out of this one yeah which i think i've got maybe four unique clips that you didn't have yeah it, there's a but it so i'm getting a little bit ahead of things but Jen was gone last weekend, and the next couple things are tied to the fact that she was gone last weekend. My oldest is graduating from high school, so we have his graduation party coming up in like three weeks, and I have to do so many chores each week to get the house ready for his graduation party. All right. You know, because in case there's bad weather, the basement has to be spotless, everything has to be picked up, I can't have things lying around Oh. <laughs> so I, I've been <laughs> tackling stuff. So I thought I had the answer machine turned off down here. I guess not. Hold on. Right. Car- ca- carry on. I've been I've been tackling things one week at a time. And nine six two zero nine. Beep. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's right. And one of the one of the things that I, I attacked the dining room. I cleaned off the dining room table, and 
some of the stuff that used to be my dad's that my mom has packed up has made its way over to our house. And so I started going through some of that stuff and I went through and I, I cleaned out a tote of stuff. But in that tote was a bunch of pictures and they were pictures of, of myself and my brother when we were four or five years old. And it went up through, I think some of the, some of the pictures of the kids, our kids that were in there were like when they were five or six years old. But I sent you a couple or at least one of the pictures that I pulled out of there. Mm-hmm. And then I also text <clears throat> Jen a couple of them because in this set of pictures, probably the best picture ever taken of me and probably the worst picture to ever taken of me were in, uh, in that uh, group. Okay. But Jen was down it in her hometown and she texted me, were there any prom pictures in there? And, and this is where Matt is a bad person. I, I sent her a, I sent her one of the prom pictures that was in that pile. And I, I think you know where this is going. Um, yeah. So she sends me a thing back saying, my brother says that she looks just like me. I'm like, yeah, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's a comment I've gotten from many, many people. Yeah. Her eye, Jen's eyes aren't as big. That is true. But uh, to, to be fair, Jen is older, so she doesn't look like her she looks like Jen, but all right. Do you know what senior tag is? Do they have that where you live or it might not even impact you because your kids aren't old enough. Mm, I don't know what it is. I have no idea if it's here or not. Senior tag is at the tail end of the school year. The seniors get together in teams of two people, three people, four people, five people, whatever. It varies from school to school. And they are matched up against another team at the same school and the whole thing is you have to shoot them with a water gun to get them out. Okay. And there are rules. You cannot, it's like the vampire rules. You cannot go into somebody's house unless you're invited in. You cannot shoot them on school property. You cannot shoot them in their house. But if they're outside their fair game. Okay. I Okay. Sorry to interrupt. I do remember hearing this from somebody, but they do it with Nerf guns. And so... And the last caveat is if you're in your underwear, they can't shoot you no matter where you are. No. Nah. But they do it. It's on a week-by-week basis. And the first round ended last week. And because of that, Dawson has been parking in the garage, so he's not at risk going out to his car because he usually parks in the driveway. <laughs> but Jen was gone, which meant that I would be able to park in the garage as well as mm-hmm. him. And I come home. He's parked in the garage sideways. And I come in the house and say, can, can you please not park like an asshole? <laughs> See, we, re- we refer to that as parking like a sausage. <laughs> but the, the fun part of the whole uh, senior tag thing is, as I said, the last night's, the first round ended last night at, the, at midnight last night. But nobody mm-hmm. on either team, and they were playing against, they were matched up against these girls. Neither team was, had gotten anybody out, and you have to get everybody out on a team, otherwise it goes to sudden death. So they went last night to meet with these judges to figure out how they were going to do sudden death, and they were negotiating it, blah, 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 blah. And then one of the girls says, or we can just shoot you right now. And they shot him in front of the judge, and they were out. <laughs> oh, okay. Which I thought was brilliant. <laughs> sure. But... Bitches. Yeah, kind of, kind of pissed. He's kind of pissed about that. Uh, but 
he had a bunch of kids over and they were going to go golfing the next day. So he asked me, how, do you have any golf clubs? I'm like, yes, I have golf clubs. So I came downstairs. I'm like, how many golf clubs do you need? How many do you have? How many do you need? How many do you have? I'm like, I, I don't know. I have eight sets of golf clubs. You have eight sets of golf clubs? I inherited a bunch. Oh, okay. And yeah, they did not believe that. But uh, another Dawson story. I came home from work yesterday and there was this weird smell in the house. And I'm like, that's weird. What is that smell? He left the oven on mm. and just left, went to work. Uh-huh. So not happy about that. Uh, the dog got hurt. Don't know how. He's kind of gimpy right now. Uh, Jerry Springer died. Saw that. Um, do you Harry, call- Bel- Her- Harry Belafonte died. Uh, yeah. Hey-o. Um, Day-o. Day-o. Do you know yeah. what a splinter is? Like the little thing that goes in your finger, the little piece of wood that you got to pull out with the tweezers? Yes. Do you know what a sliver is? Same thing? Yeah. Well, no. A sliver could be like a piece of wire or a piece of metal or a hair or anything like that. A splinter is a wood wooden sliver. But a sliver can be a splinter. But a splinter does not have to be a sliver. Okay. But I referred to it as a sliver, and I was told I was crazy. So I looked it up. It is actually a sliver. Uh, when, I, when I listen to the podcast or when I'm doing stuff, I will write down little notes, and I usually have a notepad I have with me that I can write it down. But sometimes when I, I'm at work, I'll be listening to stuff, or something will come to my mind, and I'll just write down a little Post-it note. I forgot my Post-it note at work, so I had to call somebody and have them read my notes back to me. <laughs> oh, and what were they? Uh pictures, dog hurt, parking poorly, and then for some reason smells. I don't even know what that one is. <laughs> okay. But the last thing is I actually had something kind of cool happen to me at work is I was I was called into a meeting to help with something and it's, it's somebody that works for me and it's not something I do. It's something I used to do. And it was it was weird because I had forgotten I was actually good at something. There was like actually a job skill I was very, very good at. And okay. I hadn't done it in so long. And it was it just felt weird to actually be like, yeah, I I I add value to the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that is all I have. Okay. Matt and Doug are at it again. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really want to know. All right, because my movie is a 2005 movie, I had to pull a clip from a 2005 movie. So here it is. It's very short. It's a comedy, right? No. Hmm. I, 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 it sounds familiar, but I have no idea. Okay. I don't know if you'll get it from this clip. I don't give out too many special treats, but this morning we have a very special treat. Private Swafford here is going to play Reveille for us. Okay, Swafford, play Reveille. Oh, I have a bugle. You don't have what? I don't have a bugle. Oh, no, no, no. Damn, damn. 
You better play it with your mouth. Is that Saving Private Ryan? It is not Saving Private Ryan. It's Jamie Foxx. Yeah. He's the drilling. And Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. He was not ma- – Jamie Foxx was not in major pain. It's Jarhead, man. Okay. No, I haven't seen it. You've never seen Jarhead? No. What's wrong with you? That is a great – it's a great, great movie about Marine Boot Camp and the first Gulf War. It's really good. Is, you should uh, watch it. Is J- Justin Timberlake in that? He is not. What's the one I th- I'm thinking of where he plays a skinhead? A skinhead? I think so. I don't know if Justin Timberlake plays is a movie. I mean, he may have like really, really short hair, but I don't think he plays a skinhead. Because he's only been in a handful of films, and he he's actually been good in mm-hmm. some of the films that he's been in. He's in he was the Facebook, in the Facebook movie. Yeah, in time, Alpha Dog is the one I'm thinking of. I don't think he's a skinhead though. Okay, he's just he's just a bad character in that movie. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So, are we ready for the movie? Yes. Okay, I can hold on a second. I got to put some wax on my lips, <laughs> lube them up a little bit. All right. Okay. okay, I'm good. I'm good to go. I'm doing this live. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't guessed, we are doing A History of Violence. Released September 30th, 2005 on a $32 million budget, grossing $61 million. It had a Rotten Tomato critic score of 87% and a Rotten Tomato audience score of 76%. Based on the 1997 graphic novel of the same name, the first half of the movie, other than some names and ethnicities, are true to the source material. The second half... Goes off in a totally different direction, sort of. Uh, directed by David Cronenberg, best known for Scanners, The Fly, and The Dead Zone. Funny enough, haha, the little girl's name in this movie is Sarah. <laughs> okay, now we're going to play a little game. So after I 
uh, tell you who is starring in this movie. You're going to play a clip, and then you're going to have to guess what that what movie it's from. Okay. Or what what source material it's from. All right. Sure. Starring Vigo Mortensen, best known for his cock slapping around in a Turkish bathhouse and saying this. Look what I got. I mean, look at me. You got everything, man. I mean, come on. Look what I got to fucking go around with. Fucking diapers, man. I got fucking diapers. I shit my pants every day. I can't walk. I can't hump. You know? Go ahead and kill me, you cocksucker. I know what that is because I just saw that, I believe. Oh. I, I cannot well, think of what it is. Carlito's Way. Okay. Yeah. So, so that, no, I have not just seen that, but it written, right. written by a guy that went to our high school. Dave Kep. Yep. All right. Uh, also starring Maria Bello, best known for Coyote Ugly and saying this. Mommy, I want some milk. Oh, sure, Angel. Come here. Give you a little something. <laughs> Slow down, honey. Your son is so cute. How old is he? Oh, he's uh, 48 months. That's four. Yeah, no idea what that is either. Oh, that's Grown Ups. That's where it's it's the Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, David Spade. Uh, it, it should have been Chris Farley, but instead it was um, who's the other fat guy? Kevin James. Yes, and Mario Bello is his wife, and she breastfeeds her son at four years old in front of everybody. Ed Harris, having a best known for having a fictional deaf wife, and saying this big deal. Fuck you! You got the memory of a fucking fly! I never liked you anyway. What is this, your farewell speech? Going home. Your farewell to the troops? I'm not going home, I'm going to Wisconsin. Have a good trip. Oh, fuck you! Fuck the lot of you, fuck you all! Is that The Rock? No, that's Glengarry Glenn Ross. Okay. <laughs> Boy... <laughs> Oh, for three. Uh, William Hurt, uh, who actually earned best known for earning an Oscar nomination for this role. He passed away last year, Super Sky Point, and saying this. You had a check for a white Rolls Royce convertible. Oh. Well, <laughs> I know if that one was here. No, it hasn't been here in a long time. Well, your book shows that it's still in the garage. Oh, well, people get impatient. They just drive out. What happens if we find your prints on it? And I'm in trouble. Cadillac man? <laughs> Kojak. Okay. <laughs> and Ashton Holmes, best known for acts of violence with Bruce Willis and saying this. What do you remember about Mary Houston? Mary Houston? Yeah. The Mary Houston? Well, like everybody else in Mobile, I was in love with Mary Houston. That's too bad for you. She's marrying me. Sure she will. The minute she goes blind. Well, I asked her. She said yes. So you're just going to have to deal with the brother? The World versus Scott Pilgrim? No, the Pacific. <laughs> okay. I should I should have known some of those because I did look up that, where, what the actors had, had been in. Uh-huh. And he hasn't been in anything. No, he hasn't been in a whole lot. That's I'm watching this movie and I'm like, man, where do I know that dude from? He had a pretty big role in the Pacific. So... Yeah, I actually uh, but, got to use uh, Julie Ashton as his uh, avatar because uh, I wouldn't have recognized him. <laughs> okay. All right. So you had never seen this movie. Correct. Yes. Did you know anything about it 
going in. I, I knew that you got to see um, Viggo Mortensen's cock. <laughs> <laughs> Which you don't. Yes. So no. So you went in completely blind. Yes. Okay. A- well, that's actually, good. I'm sorry. That's not entirely true. Um, I, I, I knew, but I didn't know that. Maria Bello was naked in this. And that's not okay. because of seeing the film. It's just because of searching on her. All right. And it comes up in Celebrity Movie Archive. Oh, and also in the Facebook post. Friend of show, um, Sean and friend of show Chico both commented. <laughs> Actually, no, I think it's just friend of show Chico that said that we got to see her muff in this. I'm like, yes, yes, you do. <laughs> yes. All right. So I saw this in the theater and when I was in my DVD buying phase, which I don't know, probably lasted like five or six years where if there was a movie that I liked, I bought the DVD. Sure. Uh, and I think I watched that once and that's it. I have the DVD still. Um, you, you know, this was the last film commercially released on VHS. I did read that. Yeah. And speaking True. of DVDs, uh, there I am in kind of uh, I have a conundrum, if Uh-oh. you will. So I am trying to make sure I went through and I I made my list of all of my potential movies for next season. I narrowed mm-hmm. it down to six, so I have mm-hmm. five plus a veto in case I have that. But then I actually came up with an, an additional one, so now I got to figure out which one of them I want to lose. All right, but some of them I did not have, so. If I don't have a movie, I, I rent it from the library. Mm-hmm. But if I rent it from the library and it shows up on plaques, now you know what. Why is he adding this movie from the 80s? Oh, this is, is, does this one have a bald one in it? Uh, no, no. I, I okay. purposely have not been adding them. Or I oh. actually have a cheat. I can add them and change the rating to X so that it will oh. not show up for you. Oh, okay. But anyway, start the movie. All right. So it is a new line cinema. Uh, we get the front of a shitty hotel or a shitty house. We're not sure yet, but the door opens on, which we find out it's a shitty hotel. Motel. Motel? Yes. Okay. You know what the difference between hotel and motel? No, that's why I was just saying, what's the difference? I, I, I've heard this before, but now I can't think of it. Motels open outwards, hotels open inwards. So a hotel, the door door opens into a hallway, whereas a motel opens to the Mm. outside. Okay. I guess Motel 6. Yeah. Because it's got the walkways and stuff on the outside. Yes. All right. Tom Bodet, we'll leave the light on for you. Yep. Two guys come out, one young, one old, and they put some stuff in a convertible. And I thought one of these was Vigo, honestly. And I go back and change my notes. Oh. (laughs) And actually, I thought one of them was Vigo. I'm like, oh, no, that guy's Vigo. And it's like, no, that guy's Vigo. Yeah. Um, and there's just kind of some small talk and this, the opening shot is four minutes and 28 seconds and it's one complete shot. It's not a very difficult shot. No, but you know, any long shot like that, things can go wrong. You fuck up a little bit. Have you ever seen children of men? Yes. The ending, the, the complete shot of that at the end is something to behold. Well, what was, what was the war movie? 1923? 1917. 1917? Huh. Yeah, but there's there's places in there where well, you can cheats. tell. Yeah, there's cuts. There's, there's big time cheats. And in this, I don't know if it's, maybe there is. I have to go back and watch it. But I mean, in 1917, there's big time cheats in that. 
But the, the small talk is heading east. Yep. Got to stay out of the big cities. They're both tired. Um, the old guy is going to check them out. And the, between these two actors, they came up with a backstory of these guys. That's never really explained in the movie, but the backstory is the old guy is the young guy's uncle and picked him up from jail. Right. And interestingly enough, the, I, I refer to this guy as the man in black. Uh, okay. And that was Ed Harris's character on Westworld. Yes, it was. Yeah. But the old guy is going to go check him up, check, check them out of the hotel. And the young guy pulls Motel. the car up. Motel. Sorry. Uh, the old guy comes out. He's cleaning his hand on a rag, which he then puts in the garbage and tells the young guy, had a little trouble with the maid. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man, it's already hot. How are we fixing for water? Not enough. And he tells the young guy who's got an empty milk jug carton. Milk jug? Milk, just milk jug carton? Milk jug gallon? <laughs> what do you call that? None of those. I would call, probably call it a milk carton. A milk? Well, I would, when I think of carton, I think of cardboard. Yeah, I, I understand. But I, I A just, gallon jug of milk. Yes. There you go. An empty gallon jug for milk. See, I would think that would be like their, their piss bottle. <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, the, 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 the black teas that I've been drinking, uh-huh. those have a nice wide <laughs> top <laughs> that in a pinch I can uh, pee in. The, the last time I drove to the Shangri-La and, and, and drove back, mm-hmm. I had my, that was when I still had my solstice. That's how long ago it was. And I was drinking one of those Arizona, not in like, not the can, like the big right. ass like plastic bottle. Yeah. And I didn't want to stop on the way home. So I would just, you know, pee as I'm driving. That's tough, man. Cause you can't get the right angle. You can't get it out all the way and get the right angle. But I fill that thing almost to the top. <laughs> no. All right. It's a lot. All right. But, uh, the old guy tells uh, the young guy that there's a cooler in the back. And this is when the young guy goes into the motel. Yeah. And he, he, he ditches his heater on the way in and there's a couple things that you may have caught, you may not have caught. Uh, as he's walking in, it says how expensive the motel is. How expensive was the motel? $24.98 a night. Ooh, that's not bad. And then he goes in and he checks the payphone for change. Yes. Which I used to always do that. So I don't know why. I think everybody did. Yeah, you're expecting when you get a dime. But do you know where they are right now? Well, I know the movie is supposed to take place in Indiana. But right now where these two people are. No. They're in Wisconsin. Oh. There is a you... map on the wall that he walks by. Oh. I but mean, that it, doesn't it, make sense because they say they're heading... Well, I guess if they're heading east, they got to come down and cut across Indiana, don't they? Well, the geography of this doesn't really make sense because when we get to the, the back third of this film, there's some mileage markers. And I'll walk through those, but it doesn't make sense because the road they're supposed to be on... Because this was filmed in Canada... Yes. But the road they're supposed to be on goes, they have numbers for Indianapolis, Columbus, and then Philadelphia. Interesting fact. Matt actually read the IMDb notes for one of my movies. He did not read the IMDb notes for his movie last week. Okay. That, was that in the IMDb notes? I don't remember that. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, everything that you're talking about, how it was filmed in Canada... Oh, the Canada and, part. I didn't. I was talking about the 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 road thing. But anyway, please no. continue. Okay, 
uh, yeah, he's futzing with the payphone. He's like twirling the little postcard rack, and there's a dude dead in a chair behind the the, the desk. Yeah, there's blood on the desk, and they have my bell. Yes. Yep. And he goes around the back, and whoa, there's the dead maid. And, and what did she say? <laughs> no, no, no. She's not saying much of anything. <laughs> no, but he's oblivious to it. Like he just kind of steps over, and he's filling up the jug. And what comes out of the door? Well, the music starts to swell first. It's a little, there's some ominous music. And then a little girl comes out of a, I, I'm guessing an office. Yeah. And she says they come out at night mostly. <laughs> right. They're here. Mixing genres yeah. and directors. but Right. He shushes her as he bends down and draws his gun, which is in his waistband be, like on, behind his back. And do we hear the gunshot? Yes, we do. And, but it then, and I was like, whoa, okay. I didn't remember that. <laughs> and, and you know, obviously having not seen this film before and you, had, you talking about how much you like this film, it, it sets certain expectations in my head. And I know that you have problems with uh -huh. with films that have violence against children <laughs> well the last time that i saw this movie i did not have children <laughs> okay that makes a little bit more sense but yeah there's yeah. A, there's a nice cut on the the gunshot to a scream right a kid waking up sarah in bed and vigo morning <sighs> tom comes in vito's vigo's fuck <laughs> That's his character's name, Tom, comes in and uh, the little girl, Sarah, had a bad dream about monsters. And he's like, oh, shh, honey, there's no such thing as monsters. And then the teenage son comes in to investigate. He's very compassionate. And then mom comes in. So setting the stage for this is a family that has their shit together. They all really care about each other. Right? Is that kind of what you got from this opening shot of this family? Yeah, it's a really easy way to introduce the the family the um the stall family because mm -hmm. that's that's their last name and yes. it, it there's a couple things that i don't think are ever really flushed out and i have some questions about and maybe i'll remember to ask them maybe i won't but there are a lot of things that seem like there's there's just a piece missing there's there's dialogue that said that it feels like it's it, it misses something that before it or something after that after it and okay. ho hopefully i'll remember what that is but the kid the the, the girl sarah is going to sleep with the nightlight on but then we go to the next morning yeah it's breakfast mom calls hey jack and he goes hey mom that sounds like something that would happen in my house um tom tells his wife edie who's played by maria bello who she's kind of like connie Britton. she's don't, she does don't, it. don't besmirch Connie Britton like that. Oh, come on. No, Maria Bello does it for me. She does. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But uh, she's tells attractive, her, but there's stuff that will come up later, which... You think? Maybe. <laughs> Potentially. The clip that was banned and now pops up all the time. <laughs> um, he says the pickup won't start and asks her to drop him off. Okay. And then 
dad, Tom, asks son what he's got going on. He's like, oh, math, baseball and gym, which I hate because I suck. And I remember that. I remember dreading uh, certain sports in in gym because I wasn't athletic. Uh, I'm still not very athletic. I, I do enough just to be dangerous, but I remember I think I was a freshman, maybe a sophomore, and we played soccer, and I got stuck in the goal, and I was just having I was just getting shelled. <laughs> and there was this one guy that was in your class that his younger brother was in my class. Uh, and he was just a cocksucker. And I remember he's just like, man, you suck. And I'm like, dude, I, you're a dick. That's great. I suck at soccer, but you're a dick. And then he just, he shut up because yeah, I got him. Um, but I hated that. I hated doing certain sports because I knew I was going to be humiliated. And then I was always picked last. Yeah. And not last, but I mean, there are certain girls that got picked before me, <laughs> but there he's talking about, he's afraid that he's going to suck in right field. Mm-hmm. And my notes actually kind of tie directly into what you were just talking about, because in my notes, it says, talk about baseball in gym class. He's worried about sucking in right field. Duck suck- Doug sucked in the dugout in the locker room, <laughs> left field, center field. <laughs> but as I mentioned- Under the, under the bleachers. Well, I, I figured the dugout in the locker room kind of covered those. But something is said about feeding something, and they say a name. And I don't know if that's a horse or a dog- and it, it never comes up again. That's one of those things where, because Tom asks Jack, did you feed? Yeah. Blank? It's like, what's the, what's the name of the fucking donkey or llama in Napoleon Dynamite? Tina? I don't know. God, did you feed Tina? <laughs> have you never seen Napoleon Dynamite? I have. I did not like that film. <laughs> okay. It, did it hit a in, little too close to home? <laughs> no. Oh, I did. Are you saying that because of my hair? <laughs> your glasses oh because somebody at work actually um i posted the picture of me with the perm and they uh-huh. they put my head on the napoleon dynamite poster. Oh, okay <laughs> hurt my yeah. feelings uh-huh no i think they live on like a little hobby farm well they they do have a horse but okay well that's probably the horse they, that they have to feed but uh tom and Edie are in a taurus grocery Taurus getter. wagon yes and she drops them off yeah, they genuinely love each other. Yeah, you can tell that's what just it says the way that they yeah. they could, but the way they kiss and give each other goo goo eyes. Yeah, she has such yeah. a smitten look when he gets out of the car. Uh huh. And I'm thinking, when, when, and if Jen was ever dropping me off somewhere, that's not the look I'm getting. Mm. The look I'm getting is, can you please get the fuck out of here? I got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's Some, nothing against her. That's just because no. I'm hard to be around. Well, it's my missus is always she's always on the move, man. She can't just sit and and just relax. She's always got to be doing something, and it makes me feel bad when I'm just sitting and relaxing. Which, let's be honest, it's a lot. <laughs> I do that a lot, but I get the, I get goo goo eyes from her. Yeah. You know, she she says things to me like like Edie says to Tom in this movie, and you know it. Whether she means it or not, I think she genuinely does. But, it, you know, it makes me feel good. So, but uh, he's walking down the street. It's a small town. Everybody knows each other. He's saying hi to everyone. But what is he and doing as he's walking down the street? Is he doing the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3 strut? No, he's shuffling letters. Oh, all right. And he drops them in a mailbox. Don't they have a mailbox at home? 
Not if it's a rural town that, you know, the postman doesn't come all the way out to them. Okay, here's something that is weird is you get so used to the way the world works in your little universe mm-hmm. that that becomes normal, no matter what it is. Okay. And Jen was down in Ironton and she needed something that I did not, this wasn't this time, this was a previous time, but she had forgotten something. And so if you forget something, what's the easiest way to solve that? Call somebody and tell them to, to get it for you? Order it on Amazon. Oh, oh, okay. Because, you know, if you have Prime, you get next day delivery. Yeah, sometimes same day. Yeah, the the soonest they would deliver to her mom's house was five days. Oh, all right. It's a little bit different down there. Yeah, when we order dog food, we get it that day. It's crazy. But yeah, so. this is where actually where we find out his name is Tom, which we've already talked about, but he's yes. going into a diner. Is he the owner or is he the manager? I would think he's the owner of this diner. Yeah, he's the, he's the owner, I believe. Okay, all right. There's an old guy at the counter, and then there's a middle-aged guy as the line cook. Mm-hmm. And this is said. Hey, who's the craziest woman you ever dated? Me? Yeah. Mick and me, we're talking about some of the girls we went with. Uh-huh. He once dated a girl, used to attack him in the middle of the night. What? Yeah. She used to have these crazy goddamn dreams where instead of her boyfriend, I was some kind of demented killer. I woke up one night, stuck a goddamn fork in my shoulder. You're kidding me. Well, I'm spurting blood. She's sitting there crying, going, baby, I love you, I love you. (laughs) So what happened? You broke up with her, right? No, I married her. (laughs) (laughs) It lasted six years. Always perfect, Tom. I guess not. At this point in the movie, do you still not have any idea where it's going or what's going to happen? I I I have an idea of where where it's going because obviously we were introduced to these, two bad guys, the two bad guys. So yeah. they are going to obviously pop back up, mm-hmm. and it's going to either be. What is discussed later? Are you in witness protection or is he on? I knew it was going to be one of those things. He is, and it comes up later in my notes where I talk about everything about Tom, the way he dresses, the way he speaks, his um, his mannerisms. It's all very even keel. It's all very Midwest. And it's like slow and calm. There, There's not a lot of peaks and valleys there. It's just very, very steady. Okay. And that is always something where that's a little bit weird because you, this is your main character. You do not want your main character to be boring. Up to this point, he's kind of boring. Right. But I, I thought for sure you were going to have a question after that clip. Oh, okay. Who's, who's, I'm sure that we've discussed this, who the craziest woman you've dated. Uh, no, because I actually, I had this in my notes for a couple of movies ago and I just passed over it. Uh-huh. It just didn't fit. So I was, this was, this happened right before we went to Europe. So this was in 99, in early May or late April of 99. I was at this dance club in Columbus. It was called the Elephant Bar with some of my friends. And I was out on the dance floor and this girl comes over to me and she says, is your name Christian? Or she says, are you Christian? And I'm like, are you talking about my name or my religion? Mm-hmm. And she said both. And I'm like, no. And no, why? 
well, I'm supposed to meet someone named Christian here. I'm like, okay, that's not me. Sorry. But, you know, she wanted to talk to me. So we're talking, blah, 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 blah. Christian shows up. And it's like, hi, I'm Christian. Are you so-and-so? No clue what her name was. And she's like, no, I'm not. Sorry. And, you know, long story short, she ends up back at my place, whatever. And she wanted to know what I was doing the next weekend. And I said, well, I'm, I'm going, I'm actually leaving on Monday or Tuesday to fly to Wisconsin. And then I'm going to Germany. She's like, great. I have a passport. Um, to tell me like what flight we're going to be on. I'm like, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I was glad I was gone for those two weeks because that kind of went away in that two weeks. But it was like, how can you think that you're going to just glom onto somebody on their European trip after one night? of drunken huh. whateverness. Yeah. Well, funny that you bring up the European trip because right before that trip, I was dating a girl that um, I had hooked up with her at a bar. She worked next door to where I was working. And then I ran into her at a bar and she, I, she came home with me, got a great blowjob. And then she blew me off. And then I ran into her, somewhere else. I can't remember where else it was that, that I ran into her, but then we started dating and she said, well, I blew you off because I felt guilty that I had a one night stand with you. Okay. So we dated and we went out, I don't know, three or four times and we, you know, were intimate. And then, I mean, we dated me, this was maybe three weeks and she wanted me to go to Florida with her yeah. like the next week. And I'm like, I, I don't know you that well. And I'm not going to go to Florida with you. And she's like, well, it's, it, you're either going to go to Florida with me or this other guy that I was supposed to go to Florida is going to go with me. And I'm like, okay, um, <laughs> I'm just going to back away here. Wait, I, I, and, I think I have actually have audio what happened next. Oh yeah. <laughs> but she was super fun in the sack. Well, yeah, but, crazy. But she, but she was kind of nutty. And then I'm friends with her on Facebook and I'm, and I'm seeing all, you know, kind of going through her friend list. And I'm like, yeah, I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that guy. And I'd run into these guys over the years and I'm like, Oh, you're friends with her on Facebook. And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. We, we dated for a little bit and then we got to talking and it was kind of the same thing. Like she was a lot of fun to party with, but cuckoo. Um, besides that. So anyway, back to the movie. We're in gym class. Jack is out in right field and there's a guy that comes up to bat and he just, he looks like an asshole. He's all cocksure and you just know that he's going to be a bully. Yes. Yep. And he, uh, he, he has to hit the, the, the winning run. And I don't know. I mean, did you really play nine innings in gym class? Maybe you got two innings in, yeah. in gym class and he hit, hits a big hit and. The ball's coming for Jack. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And he catches it. Kind of surprises himself. Yeah. The gym teacher smiles about it. Yes. But the bully is pissed. Like he just showed him up. Yeah. I, and even after this happened, I said, what? He, he's pissed because the kid caught it. Well, that's exactly why he's pissed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but now we're in the locker room and well, the bully comes up to Jack. I said gym class was stupid. No, I said gym class was Listen to this little faggot. Yeah, you're right. I'm both little and a faggot. You got me dead to rights. 
Come on, chicken shit, let's do this. What be the point? I mean, you win. You win, you win. You established your uh, alpha male standing. Uh, you've established my unworthiness. Doing violence to me just seems <clears throat> pointless and cruel. Don't you think? Let's do this, you punk bitch. Shouldn't that be little punk ass chicken shit faggot bitch? Beep. <laughs> <laughs> He pushes he he pushes Jack. But he backs off based on that. Yeah. But that night, uh Tom is shutting down the diner and Edie is waiting for him. Mm Mm-hmm. And outside, yeah, she's leaning up against the car, and as he walks out, she says, Hey, good looking. And and I said she's attractive, but if I remember correctly, she has mournful tits. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and they're driving, and uh, he asks, well, where are we going? And she explains that the kids have plans. Oh, yeah? And then she says, well, we never got to be teenagers together. So he must have, based on his background, he probably rolled into town when he was 21. Well, I figured Jack has to be probably 17. 16 or 17. So I figured they've probably been together for almost 20 years. No, I don't think so. I think they they probably got pregnant right away because she said we never got to be teenagers together. I mean, okay, maybe they met when they were in their early 20s, but it, it kind of seems like, oh, we had a kid right away. That's kind of what I got from it, that they had this kid out of wedlock or right away, and it didn't give them an opportunity to sow their oats with each other. See, I, I took it as they didn't know each other when they were kids. Okay. And right. and Fair I enough. I had that as a You tell me where the nuclear vessels are. He's not a local boy. I mean he's he's become a adult townie. He he yeah. was not born into it. He purposely chose to go into that. Yeah. yeah. So where are they? Are they at her mom's place? No, they're at their house. Why are there stuffed animals on a bed? I don't maybe she put them there. Oh, okay, it's kind of like a, a play acting thing, or yes, yeah. But uh, he's cleaning off the bed while he's while she's in the bathroom, and he sits and he waits, turns off the lamp, unbuttons his shirt. What's going on in there? And then she comes out in a cheerleader outfit, and it's her cheerleader outfit. It's that's that's part of the backstory that was not included in this movie. That there was a cut scene of her finding this cheerleader outfit. Okay, and he says, "Holy cow." And then she pulls up her skirt to show her panties. I think you could see Bush through them. You could, and I got a little bit turned on. And then she goes over, she rips off his belt. Yeah. And pulls, This I got to say that this is probably one of the most realistic sex scenes that I've ever seen. Okay. How I so? I mean, it's, it's, there's awkwardness, there's. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Um, but. She takes off his pants and throws him on the bed, and she does a little cheer and jumps on him. Yeah, and he says, where's my wife? And he says, she's naughty, and they've been together for a while. It's kind of a cool setup, but his reactions are of somebody that's never, it's more of a first bunch of times sex than the the thousandth, the 1500th time they've had sex. Well, and that's why I think that maybe it's, 
They're they a little vanilla. Have, they don't, yeah, they don't have sex a whole lot. And that the, by her coming out in this cheerleader outfit riles some juices in him. And that's why I mean, it's, this seems realistic. This seems like a, a, a couple who's been married for a long time trying to add spice because it's, yeah, it's adding some spice, but it's still kind of awkward. Okay. And then she asks what he's doing as he's pulling off her panties. And then he starts going down on her. And she said something that made me laugh. Quiet. My parents are in the next room. No, that was a little bit earlier. She oh. says there wasn't much of that in high school. Oh, okay. And he goes, he looks, he goes, oh. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I went down on chicks in high school. Well, I should say I went down on chick in high school. <laughs> okay. But she, I thought she was pushing him off. But she wasn't actually pulling, pushing him off. She was maneuvering him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they partake. And I, I do believe that this is our first 69 on the podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> is it still called 69 when you're on your side? Sure, it is. Absolutely. Okay. But it wasn't a 70 or a 71. So. No. No, okay. it's, six, it's 69. Yeah. But uh, later on, after the deed is done. They are snuggling, and this was this was a qu- quiet clip. I'm sure you turned it up. Okay, is this the pillow talk? Yes. What is it? Huh? I remember the moment I knew you were in love with me. I saw it in your eyes. There's two things from that. Number one, he says that he's the the luckiest son of a bitch alive. And she says that he's the the best man or the the greatest man or whatever that she's ever met. Luck has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I obviously if you listen to this podcast, you you know this. I will I will joke about my, my wife and my relationship with my wife, but I see other people, other couples in both their relationship and just their situation. And I see how there's, and you know, knock on wood, we don't have a lot of the drama Mm -hmm. and I'm so, so thankful for that. Yeah. It's, I I can't remember if I told the story of, I was talking to a guy and, and asked him, you know, Hey, you're doing this. And he's like, yeah, my wife signed me up for it. And he's like, we just, we don't, we barely even see each other. We just grunted each other. As yeah. We're passing you said that and you said you have to sit down, take time, sit at you the gotta, island. And yeah, man, you got to show up. You got to show up for your woman and for your relationship and take that time and nurture it. And yeah, you know what? We probably repeat each of the shit that we're saying to each other and talk about the same thing, but we're spending time together. We're present with each other. And yeah, I agree. That's that we don't have, 
the stupid drama. I mean, we, we have discussions, you know, we have disagreements, but certainly. And, and don't get me wrong. There are times we've had, we've had some, some good arguments, mm-hmm. um, but. Well, what was, when, when did you know that you loved her? God. Um, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to make a joke here. Um, uh, <laughs> One of my HIV tests came back negative, um, but no, uh, it was, it was probably there. There was a moment, and it, it started as a fight, which sounds mm-hmm. kind of weird. But we were, and I, I have told this story on the podcast before. It was for my birthday, and we had gone and seen Warrant at the club where Dimebag Daryl got got killed, and she was. She just, it hadn't clicked. She hadn't under, gotten to understand who I am yet. And there was, there was a moment that night where it clicked, where she, she finally, she got it. She got like my sense of humor and that kind of stuff. And that night I went home and puked all over her backyard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and she, you know, she didn't take care of me, but she let me, she kind of let me be in that moment. And, it it was right around that time. And that was also when she, I remember, she was just begging me to tell her, though, that I love her. Okay. All right. What about you? Right. I, it's You know, I was not nurtured very much as a kid. Um, I, I mean, I've told the, this story several times how I had to make my own lunch every day until I got to middle school and they had hot lunch. And it was like, thank God I don't have to make my own lunch anymore. And I was working at, you know, assistant manager at the the mobile food mart in Heartland. And she would come in and she would bring me like a a little Tupperware thing that had dividers in it that had a couple little ham sandwiches and some carrots and some cut up strawberries. And I was like, I was like, you did this? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, wow, I mean, this chick really is, is into me. And she really cares about me and she's taking care of me. And then one day shortly after that, cause she'd done this a bunch of times, she was leaving my apartment because I had to go to work and, you know, I hugged her, kissed her, closed the door and then opened the door and she was still standing there. And that's when I said, I love you. And then, you know, that, that was the first time that we both said it and all. And that's when I realized, well, I, you know, I love this person. It was kind of weird. Did you have to sensation. bang right then? No, we didn't. Cause I think we may have banged right before that. <laughs> perhaps. Hey, it, it, saying that you love somebody. After you drop a load means a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I knew there was some kid drama coming up. Right. Right. But yeah. So now Jack is, is sitting like in front of the post office with kind of a, a white trash skank. <laughs> well, the, that's the reason I called you the D bag bully. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they're smoking a joint and it's like, you know, is this as good as it gets? Is, is this, you know, what do the kids do? a hundred years ago and Jack's like, well, you know, they get jobs, they have affairs. And she says, well, you depress me cut to the bully who's driving with his buddy and they're drinking. And he says, isn't that, that stall F word yeah. kid. Yeah. You should go kick his you, ass. You should kick his ass. I'm going to, and they are about to pull around and do a U banger. And they almost run into the car of the two guys from the hotel. Motel. Different car, the, though. Is it a different? Yes, it is a different car. Because it's a truck now, I believe. Yeah. 
and they stare him down, which kind of. Well, he flips them off. He flips off the two killers at first. Okay. And then you're right. There's kind of a stare down and his buddy says, who was it? I don't know. I don't want to know. Yeah. They take off. So they're not going to go kick Jack's ass. But uh, the two guys cut to them in the car, and one says, yeah, we're tired of this podunk town. I looked up the definition of podunk. Did it show, like, Oconomowoc? It showed. It's, I, I didn't realize that podunk actually meant, like, a, a shitty little town, but that's the definition of it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, me too. And I think somebody says, yeah, I heard that 10,000 miles ago. Uh, they talk about how they are broke, but... That is easy to fix. Do you notice that they're wearing the same clothes that they were wearing earlier? Are they? Yeah, because the guy in black, you could say, okay, well, that's a black suit, whatever. But the other guy, the younger guy, he's wearing the same T-shirt. Mm. All right. Probably has some uh, GSW splatter on there. Uh, I don't know. He used far enough away. Okay. All right. But uh, we're back to the diner. And um, a regular a guy is leaving. The regulars leave and say, see you in Tom, see you in church, Tom. And then the two guys come in and Tom says, sorry, fellas, we're just closing up. Moose, moose at the front should have told you. <laughs> I thought the, the bad guys locked the, the door on the way in, but they did not. They didn't and they didn't flip the sign around to no. say closed. Okay. But uh, they want coffee and pie. Yeah. And it, it's too bad that they're here now and not in a couple days because... Well, I'll, I'll bring that up there. I have an issue with something that happens a lot in this film. Oh. Uh, but Tom says, sorry, we're closed. And the older guy just screams at Tom. I guess he really, really wants coffee. Yeah. He yells coffee really loud. Uh, and there's a there's a teen couple. Are they sharing an ice cream sundae or are they having their own separate ice cream sundae? I, I don't sundaes? know. It, it, they're, they look like teenagers or, or shortly post-teenagers on kind yes. of like an ice cream social date. But yeah. Tom says the coffee isn't very fresh, and he tells the waitress that she can leave, uh, just leave the pie. Yeah. And then is the there, is two there, guys. Is there, a, is there a joke there? <laughs> oh, no, well, trust me, pie is going to come up a little bit later because Edie's <laughs> slinging pie all over town. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the young guy grabs her and it's says. It's Billy. Oh, Billy. Uh, and he says, don't move. He grabs her tit and then smells his hand. Yeah, that actually is, is this the second film in a row where we've had a uh, a cheap copying of a feel? Where was the other one, the cheap copying of the feel? Or maybe that's next week. Is that next week? I don't know if there's any cheap copying in next week or not. Oh, there is. There is. I know for sure, sure there is next week. But this oh. whole thing with, the, with Billy kind of covering her mouth and then moving his hand down and rubbing it over her boob and then sniffing it, that was something that those two actors came up with. Yes, yes, it is. But um, he draws his gun. Well, but even before he draws the gun, Tom says, "We don't have much cash, but you're welcome to it." And then yeah, he, goes, the, he, he goes, "I know that." Yeah. Uh, and then a girl screams, "Shut up, bitch!" <laughs> Tells the young guy to to do the waitress. Let's do her, man. Let's do this whole fucking village. <laughs> you see a head. <laughs> You ever see a head come fart like that? We've done that one to death. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> it goes yeah. all the way back to Platoon. Yes, it does. But, uh, I mean, this happens fast. There's there's no fucking around. Tom is holding a coffee pot, and what does he do? He smashes the old guy with the coffee pot in the head. Yeah, and, he drop, and the old guy drops the gun. 
Tom leaps over the counter, grabs the gun, and shoots the young guy in the chest like three or four times. Well, Billy starts firing first, and he misses. And this is one of the things about this film that's a little bit unrealistic. There's a couple different moments where somebody is shooting at somebody in extremely close quarters. Well, have you ever shot at somebody in extremely close quarters and not had your heart bouncing out of your chest and not thinking straight because the adrenaline is rushing. Yeah, but all the people that are doing this are seasoned killers. Still, still. I guess put yourself you're an a, NFL quarterback. You're still pumped up for the game, even though it's put your 150th yourself, game. Because you, I trust they were, he was not expecting that. You know, this, this guy, they were not expecting this to go down like that. So well, he was already kind of like prepped to kill the waitress. But he got, but he did hit Tom in the shoulder. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Oh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> when does Tom get shot in the shoulder? On his Wait. front lawn. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. But, yeah, he leaps over the counter, grabs the gun, shoots Billy. Billy goes flying through the door. The old guy is on the ground on his belly and pulls out a knife and stabs Tom in the foot. Yes. And Tom has to swing around like 180 degrees. And shoots him in the head. And he shot him in the face. But his mouth is blown out like it's from the back. Well, no, he shot him through the back of the head and the bullet went into his jaw and blew his jaw out. But this That's this, what you're seeing. I, I think this is there's a couple scenes where the director Cronenberg actually cut down some of the gore and some of the violence yeah. because he didn't want to glorify it. Right. But Tom looks at the gun as he lowers it. And then we yeah. cut to a news report. Hold on a second. Yeah. Everybody's looking at him. The old guy, we, we have a shot of the old guy down on the floor with his jaw hanging off as he's gasping his last breath. Mm-hmm. And then we see him, yes, uh, looking, at the, looking at the gun. This all happened in 20 seconds or less. And what was cool about it is as the shooting was going on, you could hear the shells, empty shells hitting the floor. I thought okay. that was a cool effect. And he's thinking, oh, boy. I mean, what we find out later on, he's going, oh, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of fucked here. This is going to get publicity. Yeah, this isn't you, you think so? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, we're at the hospital. Tom is watching TV. And they're interviewing the cook. And the cook is saying, yeah, cook. they were going to kill. The cook. Cook. Where's my awesome pepper? No, no. Uh, I was... I was- different movie but oh but uh yeah the cook is saying yeah they were gonna kill us tom is a hero he's flipping through the the different news channels and it's kind of the same thing until he gets to one where they're showing like his profile picture his facebook profile picture yeah they're all praising tom and the waitress on a different channel and then ed shows up yeah and uh and even though it's a small town uh-huh. they have a newspaper <laughs> <laughs> that was printed Right immediately after the incident. And in my notes, says, does he have a past that will come to light now? But he's getting wheeled out of the hospital. The kids are there. A bunch of the town is there. Actually, probably the, almost the entire town is there. No, it's not there. There's like 18 people there. It's not a big crowd. But, you know, somebody says, way to go, Tom, and they applaud. And they get home, and there's a news reporter at the house as, mm-hmm. as they get there. And the reporter wants to know how it felt to have – a gun pointed at him. Not great, Bob. 
That's in my notes. And were, were you surprised at your reaction? Anyone would do that. Yes. Yeah, but you did. Yeah. And the reporter keeps pushing and is she gets nothing from him and she gets a subtle shot at Tom about being a man of few words as she signs yeah. off, which I thought was kind of a bitchy thing to do. It was. Yeah. But now they're inside and, and Jack says, well, you're a hero, dad. He's like, ah, son, I just got lucky. And I think his son brings up, oh, maybe we'll get on Larry King. Yeah. Jack is excited by this whole thing and he wants his dad to kind of push this forward, but there's another car that's parked across the road. Yeah. It's a black sedan. And Edie says, ah, more reporters. And then she asks if anybody wants any tea and she disappears, but Jack wants some. And then Tom looks out at the, the car across the street through the window and it drives away. I'm thinking the, uh, the chickens have come home to roost here. This is, mm-hmm. this is going somewhere. Yeah. She says more reporters. He says, doesn't look like reporters. But the next day or several. Oh, no, I'm later, sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. No. Yes. The diner is packed. Edie comes in and then three guys come in and that's when Edie says more reporters. And Tom says, don't, they don't look like reporters. And, and well, who's Ed, the head guy? Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Yeah. Welcome. Want some coffee? And then this happens. Stalls. Would you gentlemen like some coffee? You're the hero. Uh, I don't know, sir. Just, uh, you're the big hero. Sure took care of those two bad men. Really don't like talking about it, sir. Huh. We're trying to get back to normal here. So can I offer you gentlemen some coffee? Sure. Give me some coffee. Make it black. Yes, sir. Joey. And, uh, and your friends? They don't drink coffee. It doesn't uh, agree with them. Joey. It's Joey. You are. My name's Tom, sir. Of course it is. Mm, it's good coffee. Thank you, sir. Hard uh, to find coffee that's good in Philadelphia. Like it off, Julie. I don't need you to tell me how fucking good my coffee is, okay? I'm the one who buys it. I know how good it is. I buy the gourmet expensive stuff because when I drink it, I want to taste it. But you know what's on my mind right now? It ain't the coffee. But you know that, don't you, Tom? No, actually, I don't. I've never been to Philadelphia. Pennsylvania? Is that where, <laughs> where you gentlemen from? Yeah, like you don't know. Sorry, dude. Think we know each other? You tell me. Yeah, he takes off his sunglasses. Ed Harris's character takes off his sunglasses, and one of his eyes is all fucked up, and he's all scarred on that side of his face. Mm-hmm. I like how you you looped in the the crowd noise to that Pulp Fiction clip. I didn't do the best job with it. Did the best I could. It was good. It was good. It was before the first time I did it. I didn't put in any background noise, and it was an obvious drop. Uh huh. So all I did was I I found a section, and I just looped that section. And there is an obvious loop there. Yeah. It's still not that bad. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But Edie tells him to beat it, and Tom concurs. He's like, "Look, 
please. We're busy. Give up your seats to paying customers. And well, he, he actually, Ed Harris's character gives Joey's full name at, at this point. And once Joey, this Cus- is, Joey, Joey Cusack. Yeah. It's uh, John Cusack and um, the other one's brother. But, this is where he's very soft-spoken, very Midwestern, Ren, comes Ren, up in my notes. Rene Cusack? <laughs> yeah. Ren, Joan, Joan, Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack, yeah. Yes. Helen Hunt is in that as well. But, yes, she is. Yes. But uh, Mr. Fogarty, we find out that's his name, he drops a C-note. Mm-hmm. And the other guy says we should leave before he gets all goes all dirty hairy on them. Yeah. And Tom tries to give the money back, but Mr. Fogarty or Carl right. just leaves. And Edie sits down to make a phone call. Who's she calling? She's calling the police. Yeah, Sam. She's calling Sam. Yeah. So these guys in the in the in the graphic novel, that's pretty much true to what's going on right now in the graphic novel, except that Joey and these guys are actually Italian mobsters from New York City, and that was changed because of. Who they cast. Who they cast, yeah. They kind of right. had to do it that way because it, it was not very – as it was, it wasn't very believable that uh, Viggo Mortensen was a, an Italian mobster. Correct. But uh, just a little bit later, the local PD is pulling over the, the black sedan. Mm-hmm. And driver wants to know if there's a problem with his driving. And Carl rolls down his window from the back seat. <laughs> What's your business? We're tourists. <laughs> Uh, what business did you have at Tom's Diner? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's, uh, you know, it's, we're just, we're, heard about the coffee. Yeah, heard the coffee was good. Yeah. And and Sam says, let me make something clear to you. This is a nice town. We take care of our own. Don't want to see you around here again. And I think it's Carl says, keep up the good work, officer. And as the car is pulling away, I don't think the cop ever gave the driver his driver's license back. No, maybe not. Or maybe they just cut that, but... Now Sam goes over to uh, Tom's house. Yes. And I think he's telling them who the bad men are. That he is. Charles Rourke, Philadelphia, indicted on three counts of murder. Frank Mulligan, count of New York, indicted on one count of murder. Questioned in relation to dozens of acts of violence that you don't want to hear about. Both men work for Carl Fogarty. He's a fellow with the eye. He spent 15 years in prison on several counts of assault. He's suspected in half a dozen murders, more disappearances. Tom, these guys are organized crime from the East Coast. And they're the real thing. The bad men. Jesus. Jesus, honey. I have to ask you a question. Are you in some kind of witness protection plan? Sam. Some kind of what? This is no laughing matter, Edie. Of course he's not, Sam. I'd just like to hear Tom say that. Okay. No. No, I'm not in a witness program. Those men just have the wrong guy. They must have seen me on TV, and I guess I, uh, you know, I reminded them of this Johnny guy. Joey. J- Joey, somebody. Good Lord. The idea of me. I never honestly believed it, but I had to ask. Tom's not exactly lying here, because he's not in witness protection. 
No, he's not. And he does a good job of saying this Johnny guy, yeah, Joey. The, yeah, oh, getting yeah. the name wrong. That was a nice touch. That was that, that was, was a, that was clever. That was a very nice touch. So in the graphic novel, the reason why Tom bailed uh, is because Carl is the gang leader. Okay. Not um, not Richie. No, and Richie is not his brother. Richie was was Tom's partner in crime, and and Carl has been holding Richie captive and torturing him this entire time because they Joey did this to Carl and then and then took off and then they they grabbed Richie. Yeah, it's very very different. But oh, yes. Sam says he couldn't find any information on Joey Cusack but found his brother Richie's ahead of a crime syndicate. And then mm-hmm. what does Edie do before Sam leaves? Uh, I don't know. She offers him some pie. Oh. She's just giving out pie all over town. <laughs> hey, a pie. And then she kisses the sheriff. I guess it's a small town, but still, that's fucking weird. There's a couple things in this movie that are weird as well. That's not the weirdest thing that'll happen in this film, but. Huh. All right. Tom thanks Sam and so yeah. hey, we, we look out for our own here. Yes, and he leaves. Edie cries. Tom comforts. She, she cries a lot. Yeah. Well, she's a woman. <laughs> That's what women do. They cry a lot. But he's, uh, Tom says, don't worry. They're as good as gone. And they hug as she apologizes, continues to cry. But the next day, Tom is out and he's walking into town mm-hmm. on a bad foot. Uh, on a bad foot. I just got a knife through my foot and I'm walking. Maybe if his bitch wife wasn't slinging pie all over town, he <laughs> could have cut her right into town. Yeah. Well, I think she's a realtor. I think she had a house to show or something. That will come up in a little bit because what Jack says to Tom makes it seem like she's a lawyer. Maybe she is. I don't know, man. But uh, he's sitting at the counter of the, the diner and he sees the black car outside. He goes out and the car peels off. He runs after it. And does he, he goes back into the diner, right? Because he doesn't have a cell phone. Uh, this, what, this was back in when they had kind of like the holster phones, you know, the clip right. on. I, I don't know if he goes back in or not, but he, he's trying to run after the car on his gimpy foot and he's calling home. Yeah. She's in bed and, and he tells her to grab the shotgun. Maybe he is on a cell phone as he's running. Yeah, he is. He is. Okay. Yeah. And tells he, her to grab the shotgun. Yeah. They're coming to the house. I'll be there as soon as I can. Th- this would have to be a couple miles. Yeah. Something like that. A mile, two miles. I'm not sure. But she's trying to find it. She finally does. She loads it. Um, and he gets home and she points it at him. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, actually, she's, she's loading the gun. And as she starts going downstairs, she locks the front door. And Tom is Ferris Bueller-ing his way home. Mm-hmm. Running Hobbling. through backyards, you know, jumping off trampolines and shit. And he runs in and she almost shoots him. And then she wants to know what is going on as she puts the shotgun down. Yeah. And what does he say? I don't you know. He says, um, I don't know. <laughs> but Jack, this whole time, Jack is just sitting there eating cereal and he looks over and he's like, the fuck? Yeah. He's just sitting at the, like the island eating his cornflakes. <laughs> yes. She wants to call the cops and Tom says he thinks he's losing his mind. And right. You went through some serious trauma. Shouldn't they be, I don't know, not in front of windows if they think that fucking potential mob guys are going to be out for them. Right. But Jack picks up the shotgun. Dad says, careful, it's loaded. Or just careful, don't touch my fucking gun. <laughs> but the daughter comes down and what What does the daughter have to have Edie do today? 
Uh, is oh, get her some shoes. Right. Yeah. But Jack wants to know why was Mom running around the house with a shotgun? Well, he tells them. He tells them that they're mob guys and they want to kill this guy Joey. And Jack is like, "So you came back here to save us?" Well, wow. well, yeah. The son heard about it and he, they they thought they knew me, and he just says, "Weird." It's weird. Yeah. But I guess they don't like this guy that you think they think you are. Nope. And they want to kill the guy they think you are. It's just me losing my mind. I saw something at the diner. But this whole thing, this whole conversation between Tom and Jack, if I'm Jack, even as a 16, 17-year-old kid, mm-hmm. this is pinging my BS meter big time. This does not oh, pass yeah. the sniff test. I mean, I don't know, man. You, you Growing up, you tend to believe everything that your parents tell you because you trust them. You've known them your entire life. So I don't know. Maybe as a 30-something-year-old, yeah, it would ping your BS meter, but as a 16-year-old, Okay, know, maybe man. you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah. But, he, you know, Jack says, well, what if you're right? Well, we deal with it. He closes um, the shotgun to yeah, emphasize but, his point. Yeah. But Edie has to go. So she's she's got her daughter. They pull into the store. Uh, the sedan, the black sedan, pulls up. And she's trying on. Wait, 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 shoes. wait, wait! You you said the, the sedan pulls up. Now these are mob guys from Philly. It's not New York. It's not Boston, but it's still Philly. So you know, third in organized crime as far as like that part of the country. These are seasoned criminals. Mm-hmm. They are tailing somebody at a distance of about twenty five feet with a big black car that has all the windows <laughs> tinted. tinted. Yes. Yeah, sticks out like a sore thumb in this small podunk Indiana town. But uh, Sarah walks off, and Edie's calling her name. And I think I think Edie is trying on shoes too because the store clerk is like, "Ma'am, you can't leave with those." And she's like, "Fine." And she just kicks the shoes off. It's very realistic. Yeah, and um, yeah, the daughter has wandered off, and I'm thinking, I I don't miss those times. No. Because there were there were times when we were in a store and you turn around and your kid's gone and you, you panic and you know fortunately there was never it was just they were an aisle or two over but well you have do you remember the, do, you, do you remember the circular clothes racks that you could go in the middle of and hide yes oh I remember freaking the shit out of my mom I I think that may be the, the only time that my mom was ever violent with me where she like grabbed me or smacked my butt or she did something she was pissed. So, so you might say that was your history of violence. Yes, my history of violence. But uh, Edie sees Carl, and Carl is sitting on a bench, and Sarah is looking in the toy store. Nothing to worry about, Mrs. Stoll. I've been watching over her. You stay the fuck away from my family, you son of a bitch. There's no need for that kind of language, Mrs. Stoll. Listen to me. I don't know what you want, and I don't really care. You should care about what I want, Mrs. Stoll, because I want something from your husband that might affect you, might change your life. My husband does not know you. He wouldn't know you, somebody like you. Oh, he knows Carl Fogarty, all right. He knows me intimately. Intimately? See, this isn't a completely dead eye. He still works a bit problem is the only thing I can see with it is Joey Cusack and it can see right through him right through your husband 
Edie. See what's inside him, what makes him tick. He's still the same guy. He's still crazy fucking Joey. And you know it, don't you? I know that my husband is Tom Stahl. That's what I know. Yeah? Yeah. Well, why don't you ask Tom about his older brother, Richie? He Ask Tom about how we try to rip my eye out with barbed wire. And ask him, Edie, how come he's so good at killing people? If I see you within 500 feet of me or my children or my husband, I'll have you arrested. <laughs> Can I possibly make myself any clearer no, than that? No, Mrs. Stahl, you can't. I thank you for your time. You have an enchanting daughter. And hey, Mrs. Stahl, don't forget your shoes. As, that, as last, a, that, that last little line it cracked me up. As a parent, though, that is so menacing. Because mm-hmm. it, it's one thing to come after me. It's another thing when you bring the kids into it. Yeah. But now we go to the school, and Jack is being asked about his dad by his uh, weed-smoking buddy, the girl. I don't know if that's his girlfriend or not. I don't think it's his girlfriend. I think it's just, you know, it's they're the, they're the social outcasts, so they hang out together. And But Jack says his dad's being weird, and it's like, well, you know... <laughs> He's kind of been through a little bit here. Yes, just a little bit. And uh, the bully is back. Mm-hmm. Is your old man some kind of tough guy, huh? What's he think of his wimp son? Think he'd take this shit? You think he'd make jokes? Go on, bitch, say something funny. Bobby, leave him alone. Shut up, skank. See so you at it right. Uh-oh. He's getting mad. Jack, let's just get out of here, okay? Jackie's an asshole, you know that. He doesn't mean shit. Let's just go. Let's just get out of here, okay? Yeah, puss. Run away. Goddamn, I bet your dad'd be real shamed by you. Go ahead, bitch. Say something funny. Make me laugh. Are you laughing? Are you laughing now, you motherfucking god-sucking piece of shit? I, I did not feel bad for the bully at all. No. So as Jack went to leave, the bully's buddy was there and kind of pushes him in the chest a little bit. And then Jack knees that guy in the balls and then beats the shit out of Bobby. As I was watching that, I'm like, holy shit. Do you know who the guy that pushed him that he kicks in the balls? Do you know who that is? No. It's John Connor. John Connor. Nick Stahl. Is that Nick Stahl? And then from I checked t- and it's not. <laughs> oh, it's not. Okay. It looks from a t- lot like from him. T- now, didn't something happen to Nick Stahl? Isn't he like all whacked out on drugs or something? Well, the kid from T2 is all whacked out on drugs or was. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I mean, is there a John Connor curse? I mean, uh, the guy from- was, Bra- was Brad Renfro a John Connor? I don't know. No, I do not believe so. No, I don't think Christian so. Bale's just an asshole. Uh, yes. 
Yeah. But at home, uh, the dad. Okay, so in that situation, I mean, you got to be worried if you ever were to kick somebody's ass because there's going to be a feeling of I want to get revenge on that person. Right. At some point, you know, Bobby's going to get his revenge. Uh, it depends. I mean, the fact that he got his ass kicked but good. Yeah. And, and there was – it wasn't in – a private area enough people saw it that it wasn't sucker punching yeah it, it was it was legitimately jack just beat the shit out of the bully yeah and there's going to be you know there's some talk that comes up about you know what yes. if they press charges and I, i'm sorry he was defending himself and yeah i from talking to my kids you know th- there's always going to be a certain amount of bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, I never saw it or experienced it to this degree. That does not mean it did not happen because I'm certain that it did where we went to school, but I never saw it or had it happen to me or did it. I'm sure that there were guys that ran in our social circles that just Every day it was, it may have not been bullying, but it was teasing. It was button pushing. It was name calling that probably really affected some people negatively. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I, I just, I think of that. That's, yeah. No thanks. But yeah, now they're at home and Dom is talking to Jack and he's like, what were you thinking? And Jack says, well, I wasn't. But, you know, Bobby's been riding me all year long, and I had to stand up to him. Well, <laughs> and Dom's like, don't put him in the hospital. Yeah, well, hold on a second. I, I, have, I have a clip here for when Tom and his dad are talking. Oh, What were you thinking at this point? You don't have time to think up there. If you think, <laughs> you're dead. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't put him in the hospital. And Jack says, I think that was probably the best thing you know, that I could do to him. And I, he's like, I was only suspended. Well, yeah, but they could sue us. Can they? They could. Sure. They're- absolutely. They could. And he says, there might be assault charges. We can't afford that. And this is where Jack says, like, mom's not going to take the case. Oh, okay. So. All right. It's never explained what it is she does other than, you know, slinging pie all over town. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. how how would it play out though? He was a bully. The kid was defending himself. How I mean, how does that court case work out? They they wheel him in like he is this poor guy, and there there should be countless people that. You, oh, but th- the bully didn't lay the bully didn't really lay a hand on him. He didn't. You know, no. the other guy pushed him. So yeah, he could. He hey, he pushed me. He assaulted me. I'm going to defend myself. But Bobby, he certainly did assault Bobby. But um, then the dad says, Tom says, listen, smart mouth in this family, we don't solve problems by hitting people. <laughs> uh, no, we shoot people. <laughs> and then, uh, so then what does Tom do? Uh, he smacks him. Waffle. Waffle. Yeah, Tom waffles. Yeah. Yes, he does. And Jack runs off. <laughs> it reminded me of what movie is that? Oh, it's uh, not another teen movie with Janie. When something happens to her and she goes running, she does the thing with the arms. Like, <laughs> yes. I, and I did that where she like, yeah. like the little wings at her side. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, when I was making that noise, 
that's what I was doing. <laughs> but uh, later, Tom asks Edie if she's seen Jack. And Edie's upset. And she says that Carl and his people followed us to the mall. Um, call Sam. Should we call Sam? Oh, I already took care of it. I got a restraining order. <laughs> Tom is kind of, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it's really going to do a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> Yeah, he really believes that you're this Joey. And Tom says, well, then we have to convince him that we're not. So. But, uh, well, she says the things he told me, well, what things? Just bullshit. And he says, well, he's not interested in my DNA. And then Carl is pulling up to the house and Tom and Edie go out and Tom is holding the shotgun. And he's just get off our property. And yeah, come back with us. Uh, see some people. Never been mm-hmm. to been to Philly. <laughs> yeah, you believe your own crap, and then well, who do they have? They have Jack because yeah, he ran away and he caused this whole problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't make us hurt the kid. And oh, what's going? Tell so, Edie. T- come on, take a trip it. down memory lane. Put the gun down and come with us. And then Tom sends Edie into the house. And then yeah, once again. Sarah. Uh, Carl says, put the gun down and Edie just GG'd upstairs and she's watching from a window upstairs, put the gun down a third time. And he finally does he says, come, come closer. And Tom hobbles over. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He tells Jack to go back to the house and his demeanor changes. Like he had these soft Right. Fac- facial features like he's just kind of a, a simple person and all of a sudden like the face like his jawbone forms and I mean it it was it's, it's a transformation kind of, like, yeah absolutely big time transformation and, and, and every, every everybody's watching from the windows and, and and as Jack is walking past Tom he's staring him down and then when Tom talks now his voice is different mm-hmm. too as he says well, he's talking to um, Carl. You yeah. see how cozy it can be when you decide to play nice? Now, come on, Joey, get in the car. You won't need your toothbrush. We'll take care of everything. It'd be better if you just leave now. He, he gives him that one last chance. It's like, don't, don't make me do this. Yeah. You, you're, you're. You're forcing my hand. You're going to make me do this, and I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of the one of Carl's little lackeys comes over and puts a gun to Tom's head. Yeah, he's at his side and draws his gun, and Tom throat punches him and then does a palm strike to the nose several times. Right. And yeah, then gets he- the gun, yeah, and, and that shoots the other guy. And then Carl shoots Tom in the shoulder. This is when Tom yes. gets shot in the shoulder. This is when Tom gets shot in the shoulder. Uh, Edie screams. Carl says, fuck. Or no. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, Carl <laughs> says, fuck. The guy with no nose is convulsing on the ground. Yeah, he's struggling. And then Carl asks, Carl is walking over to Tom, kind of standing over him. And he asks if there's anything he has to say before he blows his brains out. No, it do you have anything to say before I blow your brains out, you miserable prick? Okay, sorry. <laughs> yes, and Tom says, I should have killed you back in Philly. Yeah, yeah. Joey, you should have. And then, and then what happens? <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. Jack blows Carl away with the shotgun. Yes. And then Tom immediately grabs a pistol, and he's kind of 
taking a inventory of the scene. And I thought that one of the other guys was still alive, but no, he's not. Everybody, all the three bad guys are all dead, including Carl. Mm-hmm. And then Tom looks at his son and Tom has this weird look on his face as he's got like these streaks of blood and the son, understandably so, is freaking out. Right. And right. Tom grabs the shotgun and he hugs his son and the the son is crying and then there is uh oh fuck, I don't have it. Never mind. It's not that well, big of a what were you gonna, what, clip I, I'm oh. missing. But um oh. and the next thing we see is they are in the hospital. Yes. This is a long clip. <laughs> I felt it necessary. I, I owed it to the audience that they hear this entire three minute clip. Okay. I think I'll run to the bathroom during this time. <laughs> okay. Tell me the truth. Truth. Please, you can do that, can you? You can do that, can't you, please? What do you think you heard? It's not what I heard. It's what I saw. I saw Joey. I saw you turn into Joey right before my eyes. I saw a killer, the one Fogarty warned me about. You did kill men back in Philly, didn't you? Did you do it for money or did you do it because you enjoyed it? Joey did. Both. I didn't. Tom Stahl didn't. Some multiple personality schizoid. It's like flipping a switch back and forth for you. I never expected to see Joey again. Oh, yeah, Joey. What, was he in hiding? Was he dead? I thought he was. I thought I killed Joey Cusack. I went out to the desert and I killed him. Oh I spent three years becoming Tom Stahl. You have to know this. I wasn't really born again until I met you. I don't believe you. I can't get this happening. I can't believe this is fucking happening. You didn't grow up in Portland. And you never talk about your adopted parents because you don't have any. And our name, Jesus Christ, Sarah's name? Sarah. Stahl? Tom Stahl? Did you just make that up? Where did that name come from? It's available. Yeah. Not, not that that clip wasn't long enough already, but you cut it off right before her response. Which is says, I guess I was available too. 
Oh, she says that? How yes. did I miss that? Oh, okay. Well, but he has a bad. couple good lines in there where he is trying to, you know, appeal to her ego, I guess, where he says, yeah. I, I was, you know, I was nothing before I met you. I wasn't really born again until I met you. And, but it all comes down to, she's, she's a poor judge of character. <laughs> well, he killed Joey. He, it took him three years to become Tom. But so she walks away crying, which you know, I can't, I can't believe this is happening. Actually, I already did that. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to do that. Okay. I have notes that were in that clip. I didn't think I was going to record that entire clip, <laughs> but yeah. So, so uh, how does he get back home? Taxi cab. It's fucking cold. She makes yeah. it like a fucking cab. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, who's waiting for him when he gets home? Well, Jack is waiting for him. And he says, what am I supposed to call you? He says, Dad. That's what I, I am. Because he yeah. is his biological dad, correct? Yes. Yeah. These are his kids. Yes. And he goes, do I give you a, a piece of my cut? <laughs> are you going to have me whacked? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to have me whacked? Yeah. And Jack walks away. And isn't that when things really went sideways last time? is when Jack wandered off. Uh-huh. So maybe don't do the same shit again. But now he's inside the house, and I'm wondering, why does he not have a sling on? Wouldn't he have to have his his shoulder somewhat immobilized? I don't know, man. It depends on where the shot was. But uh, maybe he, goes, he just got grazed. Uh, because if he was if he was shot... He was shot. looked like right on the joint from where the... Well, um, I, I don't think. He wouldn't... He wouldn't... He would have... Been in the hospital longer. But uh, so he goes upstairs. The uh, wallpaper is kind of coming away from the walls upstairs, and he's looking around, and then he goes out to work on his truck. And mm-hmm. this is when we see the horse, which maybe that was the horse they were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, Sam pulls up. The cop. And right. he, he does what my son does. We have a problem? No, he parks like an asshole. Oh, parks like an asshole? Just like a in, sausage? In, in the middle of the driveway, kind of sideways. Uh-huh. And... I, because of the whole stupid uh, senior tag thing, I was giving him the garage, and he parked behind me, and I was I was leaving, and I said, "Well, I'm gone. Move your car so I can pull the Porsche out so you can park in in the garage." And I came home, and he had left and left his car there, so I had to kind of like <laughs> to get my Porsche out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like. Foot forward, foot back, foot forward, foot back, foot forward, foot back to kind of yeah. get it to go completely sideways out. Kind of like uh, Austin Powers in the golf cart. When he's trying tunnel. to turn it around in the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, right. He goes, hey, we have a problem. Well, come on inside. And Sam says, look, I've been running through this all and it just doesn't fit. And at this time, Edie walks home and she's like, oh, what brings you here? And Sam says, well, Tom and I were just talking. Yeah, and, and how, how did you actually get your car around mine? Because I parked like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. But Sam actually says, we don't have to do this now. Might as well. And she uh, she offers him coffee. I, I don't think she actually offers him pie this time. No, no pie this time. But they actually, the two of them have a conversation with the sheriff. So what brings you out here? Well, Tom and I were just talking about that. Mm. I'd like to hear it. Well, it's just that none of this makes any sense. Hmm. These are serious, secretive men. I mean, they wouldn't have come out here. They wouldn't have gone through all this. 
expose themselves like this unless they were dead certain they had the right man. So what are you saying, Sam? I'm saying I think I need to hear the truth. Truth? Sam, you've got too much time on your hands. I'm sorry. Tom is... Tom is who he says he is. That's all that really matters. Sam, hasn't this family suffered enough? And what does she start doing right now? Uh, she she starts crying. Yeah. And Sam says, well, it, it, give me a ring if you need anything. And I thought she was playing possum. But no, she's actually crying. Mm-hmm. And then she wa- Sam leaves. She walks away from Tom and he follows well, she her. Push, she pushes him away. And then, yes, he goes after her and she slaps him. And then he grabs her neck. Yeah. And holds her up against the wall. Oof. Yeah. He looks at her menacingly and she says, fuck you, Joey. Yeah. Yeah. She runs upstairs and he grabs her ankle. She kicks him. Down the stairs. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then he spreads her legs and grabs her neck again. And now they get it on. They start making out as he she takes She starts her pa- it too. I mean, and that's yeah. important to note because that was a thing that Cronenberg uh, talked about how some people referred to this as a rape. And right. if you watch it, it's obviously not because she is the one who initiates the whole sexual aspect of it. Right. He takes her panties down and enters her. Yeah. Some fucking on the stairs. and <laughs> It's some- primal. It's primal sex. It's, it's not it's like. It's not making love. They're fucking. It's, yeah. It's not like the innocent, awkward sex that they had. The, the couple of nights before, this is, I'm fucking you. Yeah. Is 69 ever really innocent sex? <laughs> well. And fucking on uncarpeted stairs would hurt. Well, they show her later on, she's got bruises on her back. And they said they actually covered more bruises that she had up with makeup because they mm-hmm. really got bruised up. And they Cronenberg actually asked the stunt people, and they said... This is the first time they ever had a director ask stunt people about any kind of protection for a sex scene. Yeah. Yeah. They both come at the same time. She says, oh, God, three times as they kiss. And then he stares her in the eyes. And and he's thinking to himself, okay, we're we're cool here. And she pushes him off and goes upstairs. (laughs) Yeah. She she, um, pushes him off, continues upstairs. She's just dripping come everywhere <laughs> she's got to go sit on the toilet and, and pee it all out so she doesn't get a uti that's right but he, he reaches for her can't get to her and he would be in so much pain uh-huh. but what what is the next scene well he's sitting on the bed and she comes out of the bathroom with a robe on but it's open and we see everything poor woman has the saddest tit damn depressing right yeah they're like the notebook sad You've got Bush. Oh, hell pie. Yeah. In my Facebook post, I said, for Pete's sake, it's 2005. Trim that thing. Well, 2005, though? No, that was... It was, it was, it was like, it was like troll hair. You know the trolls that you'd put on your pencils and spin them? Yes. 
It was like a it was like a two inch strip of troll hair. Yeah, but I mean that was uh, much like wearing an onion on your belt. That was the style at the time. It was and it's a Simpsons thing. Oh, all right. But uh, her back is. This is where we see that her back is bruised from the stairs fucking, and he's sleeping on the couch, and he gets yes. a late night phone call. Uh huh. <laughs> So Tom is going to take a little bit of a road trip to Philly. Yeah. He's got a bag. He gets in the truck. Which was not uh, running. And no. then he, when Sam showed up about three scenes ago, Tom specifically said, I got it running for a minute, but it is not running. So all of a sudden, the, the truck is fine and it's running. When the hell did this happen? Yeah. When, when did he have time to fix the truck? I don't know. Maybe he couldn't sleep. But I thought that the fact that the truck had problems might come up later. It does not. Right. And here, let, let me take this part just because it's something that is more appropriate for me. He drives through the night and we see some uh, some traffic signs and it says Philly is almost 700 miles away. That sign would not exist because he is on I-70 eastbound, 30 miles west of Indy because it's 30 miles to Indy, 200 to Columbus, and then it says 700 to Philly. Okay. You cannot get to Philadelphia on I-270. It doesn't go okay. there. So make, right. that makes no sense at all. Okay. But most of the audience is not going to know that. Yeah, they would. <laughs> I, 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 have, I have a lot of faith in our... In you have a lot audience. of faith in humanity, don't you? Yeah, but he parks in the he gets to Philly, parks in a seedy top part of town, and he goes into a. Wait, does does know. he drive straight through? Yes, and he pulls up in front of a titty bar, and I, I'm it's thinking it's not a. T- I don't. Oh, is it? A, no, he pulls. No, into there's a two place sides called, of the street. There's the, oh, okay. The side of the street he he parks on is in front of a titty bar, and right. I thought, okay, good. We're gonna see some non mournful tits, but across uh-huh. the street is an OTB bar. Mm-hmm. Are Track there, and turf. Yeah. Are there any OTBs in Philly? I don't know. There are two. Okay. Uh, the South Philadelphia Race and Sportsbook is located at the southeast corner of Packer Avenue and South Darien Street. The South Philly Turf Club is located at 700 Packer Avenue. Oh. Okay. So he's on Packer Avenue. Sure. Okay. But he goes to the bartender and he gets himself a Jenny Cream beer. Jenny. Which, yeah. That must be like a, a Philly beer or something. It's actually, it's a, it's a, I think it's Rochester. It's out in New York, I believe. Oh. All right. But he sees a guy at a table and he walks over and he's like, are you Ruben? Yeah. You Joey? Yeah. You Christian? <laughs> right. Call back. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, yeah. What now? Well, I'm, I'll take you to him in the Escalade. Is, is that a flex? I think so. <laughs> I think, I think it is. It's like, yeah, we're doing so good that we have an Escalade. And, well, he, he actually says, uh, finish your beer. 
and I'll take you to see Richie in the Escalade. And then Tom just kind of slides his beer to the middle of the table, which that was kind of a waste. But yeah, they're in a nice exclusive neighborhood. And Tom is commenting on the nice houses. And is is Tom kind of doing almost recon here where he's like looking at his environment and seeing what he's dealing with? Absolutely he is. He's the wheels are turning. He's he knows what's coming. He has to. And they so, they come up to a gated house, a nice gate. Yes. They pull in, Ruben lets him out, and how does he open the front door? Uh he unlocks it. With a key. With a key, yes. Yes. And there's some other goons in there waiting for them. Now this might be depending on what documentaries you've seen. This location, this house, the interior, and somewhat the exterior, but especially the interior, really reminded me of a famous location. Hmm. Hmm. Is somebody playing piano at your house? No, it's my uh, my youngest son. He's playing his ukulele. Okay. Up, upstairs. <laughs> right. It re- Sorry. It's right. It reminds me of the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> okay. Because it has a lot of like wood paneling on the All walls. Right. Yeah. And one of the goons says, uh, gotta frisk you. Uh, yeah. Don't save, bother. Save yeah. I, I, I don't smell very good. Well, I'll hold my yeah. nose. All right. And then Richie comes down, and uh, this is the first time we've seen him. We heard him on the phone, but this is how mm-hmm. we are introduced to his brother, Richie. Can you believe that place is still standing, the track and turf? Didn't you bang Jill Levy there, right on the bar in front of everybody? I never banged Jill Levy. No, you should have. She was... She was something. And then Tom says, how you doing, Richie? And are are they coneheads? <laughs> they rub... It must have been like a brother thing from when they were little kids or something. Because, yeah, they rub their foreheads together. It was weird. And, it was weird. Well, but they're brothers. Maybe, you know, they were super close when they were little, and that's like maybe one of them, they shared a room when they were little kids, and one of them was scared of lightning, and he's like, okay, I'm going to rub your fore- our foreheads together. Were they Thunder and Buddies? And Yes, <laughs> Thunder Buddies. <laughs> and I'm going to pass. Thunder? I can't remember yeah. how it goes. Yeah, I'm going to pass on my courage to you by rubbing foreheads. But, they, you know, it's... Come, come up with whatever you, you, you do. That's what I'm seeing. But they hug. Yeah, it's been a long time. Calls him they Broham. Go, yeah. Which, well, that's what he called him on the telephone yes. also. But um, they go into his office and, and Richie asks him if he likes the farm life. Oh, I don't have a farm. Well, yeah, actually, I, I think you missed something here. But he, Did he, I? he invites him into his office and Richie's making himself a drink and he asks if Tom wants anything. No. And I, I thought this is where the whole marriage talk things, or is that after the farm talk? That's after the farm talk. Yeah, because and he it, says that Fogarty said he smelled pig. Don't know how Fogarty knew what a pig smelled like, but. Yeah. And then asks, it, asks well, this is when they have their, their marriage talk. You like being married? Does that work for you? I can't see it working for me. I never felt the urge, you know? A lot of great-looking women in the world. I never met one made me want to give up all the others. Sure, you can fuck around, but it's so much goddamn work, you know. Keeping it quiet. 
It's not worth the effort. Don't see the upside. You see the upside, Joey? If they get married. Yeah, Richie, I do. I do now. Subtle additions to your gifts. Yes, very subtle. But, um... Wow, my notes are up. My notes are weird. No, here. Richie I'm, I'm, says that he's he's pretty pissed. You, you know, you could have called, you could have wrote. And you're we're brothers. What did you think would happen? And then Tom says, I thought the business would come first. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, you busted up a made man's place. That must be Carl. Uh no, no. Because Yeah, you know, he says, You busted up a made man's place, killed his guys, took his eye. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought Carl was mentioned as one of the guys, but yeah. And he said yeah. he had to clean up Tom's mess. And then he has some final words for Tom. Well, he says, you're crazy. You were crazy. And he goes, well, not anymore. And I don't, I don't know what, did you expand on my clip? No. Okay. Cause it's long. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, he said, Richie says, you've been him as long as you were yourself. Um, and asks him, do you still dream as Joey? And Tom says, well, he's been dead a long time. You know you cost me a lot of time and money. Before you pull that shit with Fogarty, I was a shoe-in to take over when the boss croaked. A shoe-in. It was made very clear to me, Joey. I had to clean up your mess. Or nothing was ever going to happen for me. You got no idea how much shit I had to pull to get back in with those guys. You cost me. A hell of a lot, Joey. A hell of a lot. Looks like you're doing all right over here. Yeah, I am. I am. (laughs) I'm still behind the eight ball. Because of you, there's a certain lack of respect, a certain lack of trust. Boys in Boston are just waiting for me to go down. (laughs) You always were a problem for me, Joey. When mom brought you home from the hospital, I tried to strangle you in your crib. I guess all kids try to do that. I don't know she about that. She caught me, whacked the daylights out of me. I've heard that story. Well, what do you think? Better late than never. Richie. Here to make peace. Tell me what I gotta do to make things right. You could do something, I guess. You could die, Joey. And as the end of that clip is playing out, there's a guy that is standing behind Tom. It's Ruben, the guy that he met at the bar. And is that and- a a garrote? Is it garrote? Garrote? Didn't we have we this? We had this discussion. <laughs> He's going to give him a Spanish necktie. <laughs> right. And Richie turns around in his chair. 
and says, so be it, Jedi. <laughs> but he's yeah. fighting with uh, Ruben. Well, well, he gets his arm up. As Ruben reaches around, Joey gets his arm up. Do we call him Joey now or, or do we still call him Tom? I'm still calling him Tom. Okay. He gets his arm up and we focus on Richie's face because all, all Richie can hear is, you know, the struggle. Yeah, because Richie's but, turned around. Yes, but Tom gets his feet on the desk and kicks off, kicks himself off like backwards. And then as he's on his back, kicks Ruben in the face. And yeah, he takes the other guy out. He takes the other guy out, steps on the other guy's neck. And yes, he yeah, he kicks the other guy in the knee and then and Richie by this time has turned around and the look on his face is like, "The fuck, man." Yeah. Well, he yeah, he palms Ruben's nose just like he did to the other guy at his farm. Yes. And throat punches the other guy. Richie gets out his gun. Not a good shot. Once again, yeah. close quarters. Not hitting right. anything. Right. He kills one guy. Tom, Tom kills one. This is when he stomps him on the neck. And Richie shoots three times. And then another guy comes in. Tom breaks Tom his does neck. What, which basically I've heard is impossible. You don't. That's just, it's impossible to break a guy's neck that way. Because he does the whole thing where he, you know, grabs the chin, grabs the other side of the head, mm. and then twists it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, they, they say that you can't do that. Mm. And he escapes. Yeah. Richie's upset. And it, it really does look like the inside of the Playboy Mansion with all the wood paneling. But Richie goes over to the guy that tried to choke Tom, and he's still alive. And he says, How, how did you fuck that up? <laughs> right. And then he kicks him, and he asks yeah. him again, How do you fuck that up? And then he shoots him. Right. And then another guy comes in and he sees the three dead guys and he goes to check on one of them. And this does not make Richie happy. What are you going to do? Give him mouth to mouth. Did you see my brother? Fucking leave this and let's just kill that little fuck. And the, the two of them walk out and basically the, the layout is there's the front door. There's mm -hmm. this um, atrium and then there's the office, and then there's, like, rooms on either side, and there's stairs that go up. But right when they walk out of the office, it's right across from the front door that they came in before, which, if you remember, Reuben had to under unlock with a key. Right. So Richie steps outside and is looking around, and the door slams shut behind him. Yes. Yeah. Tom kills the other guy. It's, oh, pardon me. And it's pretty bloody. And, yeah, Richie is going for his keys, and he does something so stupid as he's getting his keys he puts his gun in his armpit so he can yeah. dig for his keys right and yeah tom opens the door right and and richie goes jesus joey and, and tom, tom puts shoots one in, him in the head yep yep and looks down at him and says jesus richie and blood is pouring out of the back of Richie's head onto the, the brick that he's laying on. Yeah. And hours later, the next morning, whatever. It's dawn. Yes. He walks down to the lake, throws the gun in, in the lake and takes it off his shirt and washes up. Yeah. He bathes in the water of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> the sacred waters of Mandalore. <laughs> he can, this is the way. Um, yes. two, two days later, uh, Tom gets back home. Uh-huh. And he looks at the house and 
inside, uh, Edie is dishing out some veggies to Sarah. And right. they, they hear the door, and all three of them just stop. And the last two, three, four minutes of this film has no dialogue. No. No. If you're watching this movie on your platform with, with the credits, the entire time, it's basically telling you who did the credits. Or not the credits, who did the, the, captioning? the subtitles. Yes, that's what I meant. If you're watching this with the subtitles, it's te- basically just telling you subtitles brought to you by. Yeah, it's silent. Yeah, no one is really looking at each other. Uh, Sarah gets up and she sets a place for him. And yeah, Edie looks like she's starting to pray. And she, yeah. can't, she can't even look at Tom. No, she can't. Um, and, and but Sarah, or Sarah, she does a silverware backwards. Oh, come on. You, you know what? They do the best that they can. Fork on the left, knife on the right. I realize in our house, though, same thing happens. It's like, how long have you lived here? You always know that the fork is on the left. But um, Jack looks at the mom. She still won't look at him. And then Jack hands him a big plate of meatloaf. Yeah. And he he walks over. Tom walks over, sits down, doesn't even take off his jacket. And then, um, as is normal, Edie is crying. And then she and Tom finally look at each other and boop, cut to black. Yeah. Cut to black. Movie's so, over. Your movie. Uh, don't you want to do the playing out the string? Oh, yeah. You're probably right. Playing, playing out the string. I don't know, man. I don't know how this ends up. I, I mean... You know, part of me wants to say, God, I, I hope it really works out for this family, but I, don't, I, I, I see don't, almost how, almost like addiction. You, you, you know, you you've kept that that opioid addiction in check, but as soon as you open that back up, the addiction takes root again. Has, has Joey taken root now? Mm, no, I don't think so. Um. There, there's two sides of it. I think, well, actually, there's three sides because I don't think Sarah really counts for this because she's not young enough to understand or have an opinion. Yeah. But, but you have Jack, you have Edie, and you have Tom slash Joey. Mm-hmm. I think Jack probably goes on to college and he just puts his family behind him. Okay. Um, Edie, I think, tries to make it work, but I don't think she can get past it. I do not think she can do it. Tom ends up killing her and feeding her to their feral pigs. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah, my movie, I liked it. I liked it when I, the first time I saw it. I, had, I thought it had some good shock value. And I liked it this time. Um, it's super quick watch. I thought it was well done, I, I, and it's the uh, it was it was poignant, and I would definitely recommend it. I'd never seen it before, so it can't hold up. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I thought it was good. I I enjoyed it. I mean, I did watch it twice in the last week and a half. Okay, so I I did enjoy it. I I could see where certain threads were going. Um, there was there was nothing that shocking about it. Which would be the one thing, and there was a couple things that were a little bit weird. The fact that he just throws the gun into the lake, and there's there's a couple things that are a little bit weird where it seems like it, sh- it should have been thought out a little bit more. 
in the graphic novel when he goes back to New York and Richie has been tortured for the last whatever ten years, fifteen years, he Tom kills him at, at in the end. Okay, to put him out of his misery. But I, I, I like I said, I enjoyed it. I definitely would recommend it. And do you okay. think Jen, ugh, Jen watched this? I don't think she watched it. And now it's time for Jen's two-second movie review. It was pretty good. That was no. Jen's two-second movie review. Jen! Wow. Okay. Jen. All right. Watcha. 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 watching. All right. My week, I'll go first. Um, I watched about three-quarters of Polar with Mads Mickelson. Okay. I did not care for it. Okay. I thought it was stupid. Have you ever seen the movie Smoking Aces? Uh, like the first half of it. <laughs> okay. It was like that. It was so over the top and silly. And I, I just, the main villain was just stupid and ridiculous. And yeah, I did not care for it. So you, I didn't you didn't actually see it. where it started to get violent. What are you talking about? The last like 30 minutes, half an hour, 20 minutes, whatever. is way, way more violent. <laughs> I think I turned it off when he cut off the guy's head, the bald guy. Oh, and, and it kind of flew out the the window and yeah, the, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so you saw him like mowing through all of the different security guards and stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, I started watching the series. I think I'm six episodes into it called Beef on Netflix. I I, I saw that. I haven't. I don't it's, know. It's definitely different and entertaining and interesting. So. I'll continue watching it. Um, I watched the first three episodes of Barry. Well, I watched the first two episodes of Barry, and I was like, this is not fun. This is this is dark, and it's just not fun. I mean, I get it, Barry. It's a dark comedy, and it's violent and a little bit disturbing, but at the same time, it was still kind of fun because it was Bill Hader. And the first two episodes were not, and then the third episode was like, okay, now we're back to fun, Barry. Now I like it again. Um, <clears throat> finished the last episode of Picard. Yeah, just kind of drizzled out like a wet fart. Yeah, that's what I said. And okay, now that you've you've seen it, I have. I, they 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 built this world. They have to, it, as a creator of a universe, you can make whatever rules you want within the universe you create. But mm-hmm. once you create those rules, you have to abide by those rules. Okay, Picard is no longer human. Yeah. He is an android. He could not plug in to the Borg. Okay. Well, they said, I think Beverly even said, she's like, you still have enough of that still floating around in you. You no. You still have a part. He's an android. No. Okay. Okay. All right. And the whole, you know, Jack cruising through um, Starfleet Academy in one year. Right. Bullshit. Um, the fact they made the Titan, the Enterprise G, bullshit. <laughs> right. Because there are different classes of ships. The Titan, I don't know what class it is, but it is not it is not a flagship class. The Enterprise has always been the flagship of the Federation. Okay. And what about the Enterprise F? So I, I had problems with it, but yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I, then I finished up the uh, third part of the America and the Taliban on Frontline, and then I also watched a documentary on Frontline called Ruby Ri- about Ruby Ridge. Okay, 
man, did that guy get fucked. He, he, there was just this guy that he believed that the end times were coming. And, and so he took his family and they moved to Northern Idaho and in a cabin, like in the middle of nowhere. But the only people that were around were like some white supremacist. So they're like, they just went and had dinner with them and stuff and kind of hung out with them, but really didn't believe in their philosophy. And he's at the urging of an undercover ATF agent. He sawed off some shotguns barrels, which is a big no-no. Yeah. So they busted him. And I mean, it just turned into this big fiasco with people, family members died and stuff. And it's, yeah, he got, they got fucked. It's, that was when, you know, the justice department we had Waco and then Ruby Ridge or Ruby Ridge and then Waco. And I mean, that's why, you know, Timothy McVeigh blew up the building in Oklahoma city. Is that Albright? Albright. Albright. No, that's not. No, it was the chick that Will Ferrell played on Saturday Night Live. Okay. Oh God, what was her name? I don't know. I get all the old bags. She was she up. was the 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 um, Attorney General right. of the United States. Uh, but Will Ferrell played her on Saturday Night Live, and that is it. Okay, so um, I watched Scream Six. Janet Reno. Oh, there you go. Uh, Scream Six. In, if you like the movies it is it's good okay i i enjoyed it um survivor you don't care about uh perry mason fi- finished up the second season of perry mason wet fart uh-huh. um recruit finished that wet fart <laughs> okay florida man not done with that yet um succession continuing to watch succession um beavis and butthead continuing to watch that i watched the first six episodes of a documentary on amazon called the center chair Mm-hmm. which is about the history of Star Trek. Oh. It's totally not worth watching. Oh, okay, um, then I it, won't. It's hosted by um, Grace McFadden, not Grace McFadden, um, Gates McFadden. Oh. And you can tell it's it's she's not nearly as... Plasticed up. ...as she is in Picard, but she's on her way there. All right. And then the very last thing is I watched uh, next week's film. Okay. Oh, I watched that as well. I because... Think- well, because, well, you'll, yeah. because, because, because. Yeah. Howdy, partners. Now it's time for Listener Reaction Roundup. Yee-haw! So I got a, um, an instant message from somebody saying, hey, uh, it's, it's warm out again, so I'm starting to do yard work again, so I'm going to start listening to your podcast again and starting with Secret of My Success. And I said, yeah, you know, looking at back at the last season – other than Raging Bull, they're all pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like the movie, it's it's really maybe not worth your time. <laughs> right. But that that's all I had for that. Uh, okay. Are you ready for next week's film? Gee, what could it be? I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. And in case you can't tell by the, the lack of slurring on my part, we actually recorded this last Saturday um, just because as everything with this podcast, we have to run on Doug time and Doug's going to have see, no time in the next sl- two weeks. You don't slur anymore, man. You just, you've, you've kept yourself under control. Well, when you have a podcast that is 
barely two hours for a movie that's, you know, two hours and 15 minutes long. It's a little bit easier. So um, I know that you actually had some, you were sending me guess after guess. I after was guess. sending you guesses. Yes. First, I said 1941. Saw it. Yeah. Amityville Horror. Saw it. The Warriors. You really think I haven't seen The Warriors? I really think you haven't seen The Warriors. Okay. So uh, let's see. Which one do I want to do here? Viggo Mortensen plays Tom slash Joey in this week's movie. He plays Aragon in 2001's Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Sucks. Um, Ian McClellan plays Gandalf in that film. McClellan plays Death in 1993's Last Action Hero. Bringing it back to Secret of My Success, Mercedes Rule plays Irene Madigan in that film. Rule plays Policewoman in next week's 1979 action mystery. Police story? <laughs> hey, Viggo Mortensen plays Tom Joey in this week's movie. He plays Sam Loomis in the awful 1998 Psycho remake with uh, the chick Vince on Vaughan. fire. Yes. And Hakes with the... You see, you can see her butthole in that movie. Yeah, the butthole cut. Yes, you can see her butthole. Um, James Remar plays Patrolman in that film. I know who James Remar is. Remar plays Ajax in next week's 1979 action mystery film. The Warriors? Yeah, it's doing the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, I and I was actually going to watch it last night. Uh-huh. I don't have it. Uh-huh. It, I'm sure it's on Amazon that you can pay two ninety nine for it. Oh, I already, no, it I already may, rented it. I already did. It it may even be on YouTube for all I know. It might be, but um, it it will be available shortly. So we, you will have watched it. So now back to the regular podcast. Yes. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on. Yeah. I was going to say Tony Danza's in that movie. <laughs> Is he? he? Well, he's got a credit, but I can never find him. <laughs> okay. I did not find him while I was watching. No, neither did I. Tony Danza is not in that movie. But you know what? With the whole Mercedes Rule thing, you kind of gave it away. Yeah, Who she you, is. Yeah, I, 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 I did not was, know I, that. I, I had not seen the film yet. Okay, yeah, I did. That, I'll but, go back uh, and bleep that out. Okay, but um, oh, I forgot to mention. I should have said. I was almost thinking that maybe Caligula would have been on that list. It was a 1979 film. That might be that might be my sound of the week. Oh, okay. Just a little. <laughs> I don't even know if there is sound. It just might be. That's the only part of Caligula that I've seen. And when he fucks a horse. Um, I, I don't know if I can do that. I'm going to see if I can do this live. Let me see. Warriors, oh. come out and play. Well, how many bottles do you got on your fingers? Just two. You need three. Okay. And you should be like, clink, yeah. clink. It's like this. Yeah. Warriors, come out to play. Yeah. It's actually rated higher than this week's film was. Rotten Tomatoes. Watch. Really? Yes. I think it's 89, 89. And how is it a mystery? You said action mystery. <laughs> it's it's listed on Wikipedia as, I don't really know. Really? As a mystery? Huh. Well, it's a mystery as to like, why... Um, oh, not charity. What's her name? Mercy. Mercy. Why yeah, Mercy's not two, wearing a bra? <laughs> why she's uh she's one of um, oh God, Ted. From How I Met Your Mother. No, he's too close for comfort. He's she's one of the daughters from Too Close for, for Comfort. Serious? No, seriously. No, I do not believe you. I, I mean, <laughs> she looks like her, but that does that is not her. Nope. Uh, I, I'll bet you twenty dollars because I was looking. I'm like, man, does she look familiar? And then where do I know her from? Too close for comfort. She's the older sister. 
It's not J.M. Bullock. <laughs> no, J.J. Bullock. Is it? His, I thought it was J.M. Bullock. Uh, it's, uh, but you're thinking about the, the Bushwood guy. Yeah. Um, Judge Smales. Yeah. What the fuck is his name in real life? Is it Ted? Rush. Or is that his name? What? Is it Ted Knight? Ted Knight. Ted Knight. Yeah. Okay. Right. No, Rush so, is, I think, what... J- well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Let's get down a uh, too close for comfort rabbit hole. There you go. All right. So, yeah. Join us next week for The Warriors. Available for rent on pretty much every platform. I don't think it's free anywhere. It's not free on YouTube. I don't believe so. I didn't find it on YouTube. I rented it on Amazon. There, there, there may be some movies that we're doing next week, next month, or next season that you, you can watch on YouTube. Okay. One for sure. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, thanks, everybody, for – are you ready? Are you ready to go? Why? Do you have something to say? I have nothing to say. I'm just wondering if no, you're I'm ready just, to be, I was just waiting for you to wrap shit up. Ready, ready to be done. <laughs> thanks for joining us for um, Smoking Aces with Helen Hunt. <laughs> it's half an hour longer than our last podcast, 1,600 words shorter in my notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to reach out to the show? Email us, betamaxrewind at yahoo.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow our posts there. Rate and review where you get your fine podcasts from. It helps with the algorithm and helps find people like you, find a couple of morons like us. Join us next week for The Warriors. And uh, we'll go from there. I am interested to see what your the end sound will be next season. I, I'm torn. I have I, I had one in mind. But mm-hmm. last week gave me a different one. So, oh, it did. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I want to repeat myself. So I, I'm 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 thinking about it. I'm I'm really thinking about it. So okay. Right, so yeah, we'll see you next week for the Warriors. And what what is your theme for your season next next season? I can. You actually, I was a little bit both disappointed and shocked that you got it right. Um, when <gasps> I said when I said three monkeys. Okay. So this season was my see no evil season. Okay. Next season is my hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil season. So it's all movies I have not seen and we have never mentioned on the podcast. Oh, okay. I'm just doing movies that I've never seen before. And some of those are movies that I've never even heard of. Well, there's, I, I found, um, there's, there's some good ones. There's ones that people say are great, which I'm sure are going to be not live up to the hype because I, I've seen it. But if I'd never seen Goonies, for example, and everybody's, oh, the Goonies is such a great film. If you watch that today fresh and you'd never seen it before, you'd think, eh, it's okay, yeah. hey, I guess. Right. And right. I think that some of those will fall into that trap. But there's one that I actually, I never would have known except of another podcast I listened to reviewed it. And everybody I've talked to said, oh, that is a great film. Okay. So. I'm hoping my next movie is that as well because I'd never even heard of this movie. Right, last thing, and then I let you go. Something that Jen did bring up, she asked me, who is your favorite 80s movie actor? And mm. I had a hard time actually coming up with an answer. I'm like, maybe Harrison Ford? I don't know. Yeah, I would say Harrison Ford, probably but, my favorite. But I, I, I don't really think that I was necessarily, well, this is an actor. I have to see his films. Because there's several Harrison Ford films I've not seen. I haven't seen Frantic. 
I've never seen Frantic. I've never seen Mosquito Coast. I've never seen Mosquito Coast. Uh, regarding Henry, I love that film. That's that's a 90s film. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I like that one too, as well. That's actually J.J. Abrams, which is weird that I like it because it's J.J. Abrams, but... He directed it? Yeah, he wrote it. Oh, he wrote it. Yes. All right, anyway, yeah. next week, All right. Warriors. Yep. Peace out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.